ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to Shark Week 2, The Revenge. Ah! Look at Dan's going nuts. Dan's ah! going nuts. Adam's got, Adam's got to go nuts. Steve's going nuts. Boom. Boom. Am I the only one who gets excited for Shark Week? I was, I was unaware that we were supposed to have a... A little gimmick at the beginning. <laughs> so, it just kind of followed on from last year's. Me, me, Brandon, and Rob went live. Literally go. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> so welcome everyone. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I, I can, I, you know, I was, I was laughing. I was, I was just getting ready before. I was thinking about it. I think I'm the only person on YouTube that has a show dedicated to the sequels of Jaws, let alone a Shark Week, let alone all this fun stuff. So welcome, guys. Welcome to Shark Week. My intros are horrible lately, so I apologize. I get the hands going here, though. So, Donna Jaworski, you're right off the bat. Thank you so much for the super chat. It's Shark Week again. Right. Yeah, thank, thank you, Donna. You so much, Donna. Look Thanks, at this. Hold Donna. on. It is Pub Talk number 24. There goes Adam. He's drinking. So, Oh, yes. I was kind of afraid if I was going to have a drink or not tonight. The next <laughs> subject is Jaws sequels. I have to have at least a beer or two. So, yes, I'm going to be drinking. So, welcome, everyone. I'm sorry about that. I get a little crazy here. The guys are talking about their fast passes on their trip in less than two months. They're so excited. Rob's mad about it. What? <laughs> Rob's mad about it. He's gonna. He's, he's like, he's gonna shut up already about your fast. Oh no, no, I love it. I'm living through you guys. I'm really not from the bottom of my heart. I'm excited for you guys. I wasn't right. complaining. I was just saying so. <clears throat> but yeah, welcome guys. Please check out my partner channels. Please check out my partner channels and my power channels. They're all listed down below. All great people. All amazing people. We're going to introduce the guys in a second. And um, do me a favor, smash that like button. Share out the stream. Spread the word for Rob Fuzz. I appreciate it. If you haven't subscribed to the channel, hit the subscribe button. Hit that notification bell. We do a lot of different stuff. This week, of course, is Shark Week 2, The Revenge. Um, yesterday, I premiered my video from New York Aquarium. I went back. Hope you guys enjoy that. If you can go back and watch the premiere. Today is Pub Talk. Tomorrow, we're going to be on this guy's channel, Disney Dan. The link is below. We're going to be doing what time tomorrow? Four o'clock Eastern, right? Uh, Four o'clock Eastern Standard Time, which is doing... 9 p.m. 9 p.m. Thank you, Ruth. Ruth just did a super chat, too. Thank you so much, Ruth. That was awesome of you. Thank uh, you, Ruth. Ruth. Thank you very Thank much. You, Ruth. People are so, so excited about Shark Week. That is awesome. Thank you so much. Donna Jaworski throwing down the super chat gauntlet right out of the gate. Thank you so much. <laughs> and, and Ruth, thank you so much. <clears throat> so, yeah, tomorrow, the popular subject of Disney sharks over at Disney. <laughs> I think it's going to be great. I'm so excited. <laughs> It's probably the most ridiculous topic I've ever chosen to choose on my channel. I was just oh. about to say when Rob said I think it's going to be great. I was about to say I think it's going to be ridiculous, but yeah, let's do it. I think I think like next time I'm going to do a stream of like my favorite doors in Walt Disney World, just something yeah. really random. Uh, favorite. But this is going to be a very weird stream tomorrow. My favorite window. <laughs> and then Thursday, I'm coming back, ladies and gentlemen. Another mega chat on this channel, six o'clock on Thursday. The topic. We've done it before. We'll do it again. It is Jaws, the topic, a mega chat topic. I'm going to invite whoever wants to come on. Hopefully, it's going to be amazing. It's going to be incredible. And then Friday, we are back, our normal time slot. It is Pub Talk this week, 4 o'clock. We are doing shark-inspired movies, 4 o'clock Friday. The whole schedule is listed below. All the different live chats on my channel are, are all listed, too. So hopefully, you're in the right place. Uh, it's, a little, it's a little confusing. I, I scheduled all of them. So... Welcome to the stream. Welcome, guys. It's official. 
Shark Week 2019 Shark Week to the Revenge has started. I'm so excited. Look at Steve laughing over there. I mean, I <laughs> I'm, I'm giddy. <laughs> yeah, let's go reverse. Usually I start with this guy over here, but I'm gonna because I guess it's Adam on my screen. So I'm gonna start with Steve. Steve's world. Oh my god, Steve. Three hour legendary live stream yeah. last night on Game of Thrones. That is unbelievable. It, it was it was fun. It was real fun. Uh Dave was on there and we had some uh, spirited discussions and uh, debates, but that's kind of what we wanted. We wanted some people with different opinions, so worked out pretty good. And then I'm streaming seven of the next eight days with we're starting with you too, so it's it's gonna oh, be busy. Nice Shark Week has begun, and Steve Week is even bigger. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Well, thank you so much, Steve, for coming on. You want to say anything else about your uh, plug the channel, Steve's World, which mm -hmm. is amazing. Uh, over 1,100 subs now. Yeah, we are. We're 1100. Thank you. And uh, I'm not really sure, honestly, what's coming up next, except I got so many streams, I, I can't even get it straight. But dissing that tomorrow night at 930 will be epic on the Step Family's channel. Uh, we're going to discuss what to pack for Disney, and it's not as boring as it sounds. So nice. I like those streams. I'm Hashtag not as boring as it sounds. <laughs> I'm adding that to the list. <laughs> and of course, the man, Disney Dan. What's good? This, is, this stream is dedicated to you, Dan. I'm so excited. Let, let, let me tell you something. I have like waited a whole year to talk about Jaws the Revenge. Like this, this is like my most anticipated stream that's non-Disney related, I think I've had in my life. So I can't wait to talk about the complete garbage. Guys, six pages of notes on Jaws the Revenge. Who sits <laughs> what psycho sits down for over an hour? To write guy. notes about Jaws the Revenge. The, I, I did it. I did it on Jaws 2, to be fair. Like Jaws 2 yeah, is the um, Jaws, Jaws 2 lasts an hour and 50 <laughs> minutes. No, it lasts an hour and 50 minutes, though, and it took me about three and a half hours to watch it because I kept stopping to write oh, notes. Good. So, well, yeah. I'm That's super more. excited for this. This is gonna be an amazing, amazing just discussion on the Jaws sequels and how they are. Blank. I'm not gonna. I'm gonna. Uh, I think we'll come back at the end of the stream. What we think of these sequels? <laughs> All right, Dan. So plug your channel too. What's going on, Disney Dan? Yeah, just Disney Dan. Uh, we're just doing actually a lot of streams lately. Uh, because I want to get my hours. We are so close. We are like 300 hours now away from uh, nice. being monetized. But YouTube takes like two, three days to catch up. So I, I might even be there by. I don't even know. Um, but tomorrow we are going to be doing our top Disney sharks, including Pixar, Disney fiasco this weekend, which is going to be amazing. Um, and then uh. Disney Food Friday and just lots of cool stuff preparing for Disney. Got lots of vlogs coming up as well. Um, and yeah, just getting everything ready. Got my new camera. Everything is just going great. And um, we're going to have a lot of fun this summer. Awesome. I don't know why there's certain people fit in the category of this category. I don't know why, but I've definitely wished this guy about. 30 or 40 happy birthdays. Dave, happy birthday. Officially on Rob Fudge. Officially on Rob Fudge Shark Week. His birthday was Saturday. It was. So happy birthday. If you Thank you. It's video Thanos wearable cake. Yes. Awesome, so definitely <laughs> check it out. So welcome, welcome, David, to the chat. So Thank you. I am super excited to talk Jaws in general. Um I'm a huge fan of the the Discovery Channel Shark Week back when they actually had shark stuff on it. So it was nice, Rob, to see your uh, your aquarium video last evening. Uh, oh, I hadn't been to one in a while. You did a great job. Your camera lens is really big. 
<laughs> Thanks for noticing. That's my Thank small you. Ass, too. I'm sure, right? So I, I, I just have to say this. Um, six pages of notes for a movie is probably more than I took in some classes in college. But we so, like this. Yeah, that's true. That is true. So uh, excited to be here. Thanks for having me on, Rob. Looking forward to this week. Looking forward to uh, Disney Sharks. Doo, 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 doo. Disney Sharks doo, 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 doo. on Disney Dan's channel tomorrow night. That's where I get copyright. Yeah. Dan, what, you, is that at 4 o'clock tomorrow, Dan? Uh, 4 o'clock. 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time or 9, 9 p.m. English time. Yes. British time. So with with all of the uh, the lovely live streams going on this week, I don't know when I'm going to edit any videos. So, <laughs> but there's a lot that need to come out. So, and just uh, in that tomorrow night, one more plug. Yeah, if you guys haven't seen this, it was incredible. Um, just some really great content, some really good shows. But you know, the the circle here has been kicking ass. The 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 um. Rogue One Star Wars stream was incredible. I watched the entire oh, thing Sunday. I got to see the whole thing. And thank you so much for asking me to be on the next one. So, so yeah, super that. excited. For that. It's exciting. Thank you so much. And just the Game of Thrones, what I saw was incredible. And the this and that last week was probably epic. Maybe like as Dan, I think coined it one of the best live stream things of the year. So we had an award show already. It was I've never laughed so was, much. So yeah, we just <laughs> in that this and that, that last night. It's on the Shep family. The link is below tomorrow 9 30 so definitely check those guys out so cool and of Thanks, course sir. ladies and gentlemen this maniac streamed twice on saturday or sunday he kept having false alarms and then like it came back on again and like he had an announcement which is amazing great announcement you could talk about that if you like and then he did the download festival too and you were just on fire adam so definitely check out adam's land he's awesome he's a good friend of mine here and look at that shirt in the background. Adam's land in the background. I love that. Or, or is that just what is that? Stupid shirt. That's my that's my hoodie. That's my new hoodie uh, from my spreadsheet shop. So I just kind of hung it up in the back there. So yes, I do have a, a spreadsheet merchandise shop now with Adam's land and Ebony's little channel merch on there. You can check that out. I'll post that's the a second. We got a super chat from Zippity Doodad. I'm just showing that out. I need a bigger screen. I love it. Thank you, Patrick. Patrick was going to be on, but he's going away. So Patrick. You're it, forgiven. Next, you got it for uh, that super chat. I'm forgiving you not. You were forgiven it. So. Pa Patrick, are you going to get the 75 foot screen that Chef yes. has? <laughs> no, that's the question. 75 foot screen. I want incredible screen. Adam, go ahead. Talk about Adam's land, though. Go ahead. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So we've got a spreadsheet shop now for it's um, it's on the spreadshirt.co.uk, the UK spreadsheet shop, but you, obviously ships worldwide still. Um, and it does sell merchandise for both Adam's Land and Ebony's little channel. So be sure to check that out. I'll post a link up shortly for that. And then, yeah, like Rob said, I went live twice on Sunday after a few uh, hiccups trying to sort out my OBS software because I've not used it since like last August or something like that. So um, I was trying to sort that out over the weekend. Kept on having a bit of a nightmare by accidentally going live when I wasn't supposed to. I was trying to. It was like a bit like Steve last week when he tried to do a test, and suddenly everyone's there going, "Hi, Steve!" And, uh, yeah, and and I was trying to. I was trying to like do a test run on my download stuff, 
and uh, and it kept on throwing up this thing saying, "Oh, pros and cons are going to Disneyland Paris," and I was like, "No." I kept saying, "I want to see the pros and cons." It just never happened. Yeah, well, well, that's on my channel. Like from yeah, watch back, you'll find it. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, I did go live twice on Sunday, like Rob said. Um, the first one was Ebony's and uh, mine, um, Toy Story Four review. Loved that movie. It's a spoiler-free review, so it doesn't give anything away if you've not yet seen the film. So by all means, please check that out. It won't ruin anything for anybody that's yet to see the film. But it was a, a Toy Story 4 spoiler-free review of how we felt the film fit into the franchise. And then there was a special announcement that was on there as well. Um, it's probably not so much a secret anymore, but obviously check that out if you want to know what my plans are in the next nine months. And then... Um, You're having a baby? Just gonna say that. <laughs> and then um and then obviously on Sunday night, uh thank you to Rob for for rescheduling his premiere because he realized um we realized that my live stream and his premiere were gonna clash. So Rob kindly pushed his premiere back a couple of hours for me to go live and do my download festival and Metallica review, which was which was um a labor of love, seeing as it kept on messing up on Saturday night while I was trying to get it ready. So but yeah, that was good fun to to do. It was nerve wracking. It's not often I go live by myself. It's rare, and so I was thinking, right, okay, make sure I cover oh, everything and don't just kind of mumble my way through it like I've done on previous streams. So, but yeah, I, I thoroughly enjoyed doing that. I aimed to go live for one hour, and I when I stopped it, it finished at fifty nine minutes and fifty nine seconds. So you couldn't really get much closer. So I was happy with that. So an hour, yeah. Out. <laughs> yeah, you you win both showcase showdowns by uh, being that close. <laughs> Speaking of my premiere too, I don't know if you guys know. I wanted to like this whole shark thing is like I, it's it's been like a running joke of my channel for and a running joke of my Facebook page and a running joke of my life and everything. I love Jaws. I love sharks, and I just decided last year to do a shark week, and it was so much fun. It was very minor and everything, and. I, I, first off, I apologize to Dan and Adam. I've been driving them nuts with Shark Week for a while. Look at Dan's reaction. I've been driving them nuts for Shark Week for the last two weeks because I wanted to make sure at least this guy was here for the the Jaws Four discussion. So, but thank you guys so much. I appreciate it. But I did a very bizarre thing, and you know, I always feel that the Discovery Channel is super cheesy with their Shark Week and the way they show all their shows and how they repeat their shows, and you know, they have wall-to-wall -wall coverage and they have shark week episodes from the last 20 years on there and everything and they repeat them ad nausea and everything it's just it's just so funny so what i do i downloaded all five episodes from my last year shark week and sunday night i premiered shark week showing all the episodes from last year so it was a little bit of campy thing and everything that thing got like it's so bizarre because those are been on my channel all years i think that thing got 120 views which is funny but everyone kept coming in and they're like most confusing live stream that wasn't a live stream ever yes was, rob, talking, rob talking to a live chat that wasn't there was brilliant i was i was kind of, I kind of run, looking back going, who said that when but, but come on, how funny was it adam watching oh, it yourself it was so fun watching it was just so it was it was great fun to like then see the the flashback from it was last july i think wasn't it i think yeah, this july, this july. year's has come slightly earlier so but yeah. um yeah it was, it was last july and obviously we did the jaws um review of between yourself me and brandon so shout out to brandon who's not with us for the jaws sequels tonight but um yeah that was that was great fun last year yeah, so i blew so many people's minds i'm like no no it's not live it's a premiere of repeating last year's i don't know i've never seen anyone repeat a live show but that's why I'm unique and my channel is unique. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Too funny. But thank you so much for it was two hours. Thank you for 
coming to that too and i appreciate it guys it was just so much fun it, it was very bizarre watching myself live back again and commenting again and explaining it to people but it, it was a lot of fun so it was almost like a live repeat yeah, that was yeah. my goal. I wanted to be like, the thing is yeah. cheesy, and, and if you guys don't get that, it is just that's the cheese factor. That's what I love about it. So, but I don't know. I like it. So, thank you guys for putting up with it. I appreciate it. So, it's, <laughs> it's so much fun. Thanks. That's so funny. Well, uh, so always Adam, uh, and with Adam, Adam, who's in the chat? That's that's your job there. Well, that's the, my job. Okay, so it's Kyle's comments are incredible. I was going to say we've got Zippity Doodad. Um, I was like, wow, Adam's land just hit hundred subs. Yeah, that's right. I was just celebrating that on the at the time on Rob's thing. So we got Zippity Doodad, uh, Grace, uh, Disney Circus Girl, uh, Disney World Freak, John Hazelton, LSU Mom, Ruth Donna. Uh, thank you to Ruth and Donna for the super chats again. Um, some guy called Steve's World is in the chat. So yeah. some some other guy called Disney Dan, uh, Kay, Timothy Rainwaters, uh, Kyle Carl's uh, is in the chat. Just rolling back further. Have I missed anybody? Uh, Arjuns, Arjuns is here. Um, yeah, some guy called Brandy and Dave. Some dude. Um, some dude called Brandy and Dave. Um, I think I've probably covered everyone. I've probably missed somebody. I always do, but I'm scrolling through and apologies to anyone I have missed, but, uh, it's not intentional. So. Welcome guys. And just burped burps are always sponsored by DNG explorers. Thank you so much. We're, we're trying to get DNG explorers. I, we haven't really discussed it with them, but it'd be great if they could sponsor the whole big, um, Beverly challenge. That would be great. Mm -hmm. so. Uh, Andy Ray Jones. Andy Ray Jones. Welcome. Number two. What was that? I'll tell you what. They'll Andy get Ray that Jones. money's worth if they sponsored the Beverly Challenge. They totally get their money's worth on post. Well, they drink. Yeah. That's too funny. All right, guys. So this is this is this is a very bizarre topic. So I, to be honest with you, I don't think it would it would fly any bit farther than if you kind of watch Pub Talk, if you know our history, if you know especially this guy's history. And it was kind of bizarre because before the stream came on, Steve comes to be real serious. Steve comes on first and goes, does Dan really like Jaws 4? And I said to him, like, what was my answer, Steve? I said, I don't really know. <laughs> <laughs> I think so. He makes it sound like he does. I think so. No, no, because like he's, he's all over the place. But we will find out. We were good. So this, this stream is just, just about jaws sequels and then friday and we're doing two pub talks this week fridays is going to be about shark inspired movies so we're going to we have to discuss that during the week and we'll get to that it's going to be fun on friday as well but this is purely um for this is purely the sequels of jaws because if you guys ever seen any of them you know they're not the best, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. They're not. They're not. They're not Toy Story four. You know they're seventy. They weren't bad. So, um, but don't forget, guys. These movies, you know, were in, you know the seventies, eighties. You know, and you're just that puts a whole other factor of cheese in there too. So that's going to be interesting. So I told the guys, Adam and uh, Dan, we've talked about this. Um, I said, let's each pick a movie. And um, Dave and Steve's here. They're going to talk about their comments. And I think uh, they're going to chime in too. But Adam's going to take Jaws 2. I'm going to take Jaws 3. And of course, this guy right here is taking Jaws 4. So just Was a little bit. <laughs> notes, a little bit back history. I did, do, I did a little bit. Uh, I don't really give too much stipulation. I just, I just said well, we're going to take each one. So, of course, I'll be honest with you. I think if you guys maybe... Agree with me, disagree. I think theatrical 
and well, they're all garbage. I was going to say Jaws <laughs> 2. Jaws <laughs> 2 probably is the most cinematic, most uh, special movie the three. So one was most likely to get an award, apart from a Razzie, which is for the terrible movie. The one that has a chance of getting an award is probably Jaws 2. Yes, I would. I would agree with that. So because that's marginally okay. Marginally okay. <laughs> I was. I was watching after I watched Jaws two. I was watching Jaws three, and I couldn't help but laugh at the um the effects. But I, I'm going to rob rob it. So, but but if you guys don't know, Adam is a filmmaker. So in my mind, I wanted to be honest with you, but because I, I think it's there's a lot of information there and everything. So. um but I think as a filmmaker, you know, Adam definitely is a good person to do too. So let's start. Jaws 2. Adam, the floor is yours. Um, welcome <clears throat> to the Jaws sequel pop talk, guys. Go for it, Adam. Okay, so following on from 1975's Amazing Jaws. So uh, Jaws 2 was the uh, – it was a sequel made three years later. Um, so 1978 it came out. Um, directed by Gene Otzfark. He wasn't the original director penned in. Um, I think originally it was meant to be, uh, was it John Hancock? Um, I'll, I'm the just guy who wrote The Independence, the, the signature? Uh, <laughs> I, I don't know if he had any. You guys are do British. It. You didn't really yeah. Okay. yeah. Steve laughed, uh, please. Steve left. But yeah, John D. Hancock, I think, um, was supposed to. So it was co-written by um, Carl Gottlieb, who obviously co-wrote the, the original Jaws, and he co-wrote Jaws 3 as well. Um, so there was some continuity there. It was also produced by the same um, producers, which... Um, well, Carl Gottlieb, too, worked on Jaws 1 and is in Jaws 1, too. Yes, yes, he is. Yes, Carl Gottlieb co-wrote Jaws. Like I just said, he he co-wrote Jaws two and Jaws three as well. So they they did keep um they did keep four of the original cast. So obviously you had uh, Roy Scheider playing Chief Martin Brody. You had Lorraine Gary playing Ellen Brody and uh, Murray Hamilton playing Mayor Larry Vaughan, um, as well as eventually, and he wasn't originally written into the scripts, but um, Ch uh, Chief Brody's deputy was brought back as well eventually. So he wasn't in the original script. Interesting. He wasn't in the original script. No. So, um, so yeah. So obviously, he was one of my favorite parts of Jaws too. So I'm glad to put him in. Yeah, yeah. After the success of the original um, Jaws, very early on, uh, the producers kind of decided. Uh, well, sorry, Universal decided that they wanted a sequel um, early on after the success of the original Jaws. So uh, producers David Brown and Richard Zanuck, that was their names, they realized that um, somebody else would produce the film if they didn't get around to doing it straight away. So so they they obviously preferred to be in control of it all, so they, they decided to run with it again. Um, and it was, it was in talks as early as October 1975, so just after the original Jaws came out. Mm. Um, $470 million box office in the end. Of course they're going to do a sequel. Yes, yeah. So, um, so Spielberg was approached to do the sequel. Um, but I, I think in, in well, yeah, in October 1975, Spielberg was quoted as having told the San Francisco Film Festival that making a sequel to anything was just a cheap carny trick, uh, and he didn't even apparently he didn't even respond to the producers when they contacted him uh, to do Jaws two originally. Um, he also claimed in another quote that um, the planned plot was to involve the or the planned original plot was to involve the sons of Quint and Brody hunting for a new shark. Mm. Um, 
but yeah, so um, the producers also said that Spielberg didn't want to direct the sequel because he felt that he'd already made the definitive shark movie. I can't help but agree with him if that's the case, because yeah, because um, I don't think any shark movie has ever lived up to the original Jaws since, uh, including to this day. So, um, so Spielberg did also quote something else afterwards. He said he pro he probably would have done the sequel if he hadn't had such a horrible time at sea in the first film. And obviously the problems with making the first film were well documented. Um, this one also had some problems as well, which I'll come to. Um, it was very almost a different film entirely. When the film was originally written or originally touted, some of the first drafts and uh, the first pitches to Universal were of a prequel to the original movie based on um if you remember the original jaws film when they're out at sea they're late at night it's, they're, they're drinking and quint regales the tale of the uss indianapolis and that was one of the first pitched ideas was it, it was going to be a film about that can you uh, imagine that movie yeah. I that too. but that's i mean obviously when when the original jaws came out what had actually happened with the uss indianapolis in real life wasn't well known and i remember people contacted Spielberg and contacted the producer at Universal and said thank you because now I know actually what happened to my son you know people's people's loved ones were lost obviously and that and, and that and um and people genuinely didn't know what had happened so yeah that would have been a harrowing story to make really um anyway Universal um duly rejected that and so the first draft of the film was still very different to what was actually made in the end the first draft of the film while um John Hancock was working on it was um they wanted they wanted a, a kind of darker element to it where Amityville was now very run down and dilapidated and um there was mafia money going into the, sort of the regeneration of it and this is very much why the mayor and uh, other characters in the town didn't want to listen to Brody when he starts panicking about a second shark um after about a month of shooting that kind of it didn't feel right to the universal execs they wanted a more light-hearted sort of approach to it with more action so they ditched uh, john hancock and that's when they put in spark as the director do you know what there is there are light-hearted elements to it there's there there are some hilarious scenes whether they're intended to be hilarious is, is another matter you know and, and i'm sure dan will cover a lot of hilarity as well in jaws 4 um but yeah there was there there are some light-hearted moments again whether they're intended to be hilarious or not it's another matter especially for 1978 so so funnily enough before spark was appointed as the director after they sold hancock spielberg then did consider returning to direct the sequel um and he did actually pen a draft again over a weekend about uh about the uss indianapolis so he tried to go down that route again he liked that idea but it turned out that he was already contracted to direct um, Close Encounters of the Third Kind. He couldn't direct the movie for a year, and the producers didn't want to wait that long. So that's why they went with Spark in the end. So I think that's a shame, because I would love to have seen what Spielberg could have done with some sort of prequel about Indianapolis. Anyway, so, um, yeah, it was when Spark was reappointed that they then rehired Jeffrey Kramer, who played uh, Chief Brody's deputy. Um Okay, so there were three sharks made uh, to uh, for Jaws two. None of them were you uh, with the original ones used in Jaws because they were all rotting on the lower level backlot at Universal Studios behind a shed, which is a massive shame. So they named the sharks on set Bruce two, named after obviously Spielberg's Bruce in the original ones, but then they also named two of the sharks Fidel and Harold uh, on set apparently. Um, now. Um, 
let's have a look. So I'm just glancing through my notes as quickly as I can. Um, <clears throat> yeah, so obviously the film the film kind of takes a very different approach. Spielberg's first film, you didn't see the shark until two-thirds of the way through the movie. And obviously um that was that was commended for that. You know, it was it was such a surprise, it was such a a moment, an iconic moment, obviously, when when uh, Brody's saying, why don't you come, you know, chow down on some of this, you know, and, and then obviously you get the, you're going to need a bigger boat line. Um, Spark decided to obviously show the shark a lot more through this film. Um, he said that he felt that they should show it as much as possible because the dramatic sort of first image of it coming out of the water from the first film could never be repeated. And he, he kind of appreciated that the suspense um, or the reduction of suspense was inevitable because the audience already knew what the shark looked like after the first movie. So uh, like with the first film, shooting on water proved, uh, proved challenging. Roy Scheider was quoted as saying that they were always contending with tides, surf and winds, jellyfish, sharks, water spouts, and even hurricane warnings while they were trying to shoot. They did go back to Martha's Vineyard where they shot obviously the first film famously. Um, it was used again for the location of the town scenes. Um, and some of the residents enjoyed being recasters as extras like they were in the in the first film you had a lot of the actual residents of Martha's Vineyard used in the first film and even delivering the odd lines here and there um however as the shoot went on they became more and more reluctant and more, and more difficult to cooperate i think only one shop agreed to allow its shop front to be boarded up to be you know sort of redecorated as a town and by 1977 there were a lot of universal go home t-shirts in the town so so it did meet a bit of hostility um why was that i i'm not sure that, it, that my, where where i was researching it didn't really say the the exact cause of it um they were just less pleased by the film crew's presence. I think, you know, I think it was just the, the town being taken over again. There was, I know there was a, an excerpt in the local newspaper kind of saying, saying we're welcoming them back. You know, it's not going to be as chaotic as the first film. I think when Spielberg rolled into town, it was, it was a lot of guerrilla shooting and they had trucks charging all over the town. They had cables snaking everywhere up over people's lawns and up and down the streets. It was a lot more organized this time, but all the town was focusing on was the money that was going to pull in. It was going to pull in about $2 million into the town. Um, but yeah, eventually the locals kind of got fed up with it and, uh, and wanted Universal out of there. After that, though, I think between August um, through to December, or the start of August through to uh, the end of December 1977, they actually relocated to shoot in Florida because the waters were warmer and um, it was better conditions for filming. So um, like the production of the first film, oh, hang on, sorry, I've just covered that bit. So, right, okay, successes-wise, so Dan was talking about, you know, the likelihood of winning awards. Successes-wise, Jaws 2 was briefly the highest-grossing sequel in history until 1979 when Rocky 2 was released. So it was the highest-grossing sequel in history. Uh, the film's tagline, uh, just when you thought it was safe to go back into the water, has obviously become one of the most famous uh, in film history and has been uh, parodied and homaged several times. Um, although Jaws 2 received mixed reviews, it's generally considered to be the best of the three Jaws sequels, which is something I completely agree with, having watched them all. So my notes on the actual movie itself. So obviously it starts off with a couple of divers, looking for the um the original orca from the first movie and taking photos of it there's then surprise a shark ambush what you know what else, what else do you expect down there well probably not a shark ambush because they normally ambush people on the surface but evidently you get ambushed um 
diving on a uh, diving on a little wreckage. So it's summer again in Amityville. It's not the Fourth of July weekend, but it is the the open summer season. Um, you get to see the reintroduction of certain characters at um, I think it's like a scholar fund event at the opening of a hotel where you What's sort of the timeline difference from the first movie to the second movie. It's a, well. I was wondering that when I was first sat down to watch it, and I was guessing around five years. I later found out it was four years in a line that Chief Brody says. So, because um, because Michael, their oldest, the oldest Brody child, is now seventeen years old. He's a lot more grown up. Obviously, they were both young in the first film, but he's now seventeen. So I was guessing maybe he was twelve in the first film. Evidently, it said four years uh, later on. But yeah, so you get the reintroduction of the Brody kids, who are not obviously the original actors from the first movie, but obviously. You know the reintroduction of um, of Chief Brody, of Ellen Brody, of of the mayor, um, and um, and what I do like about it is this film centers more on obviously the first film centered more on Brody and his fear of the water. This film centers more on the kids and the teenage element. It's you know and 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 the fun of what Amityville was supposed to be. You know, going out on the water. They're all into sailing. They're they're all they're all water babies, if you like. They love going out in the water. Although it still quite humorously includes the same Amityville hostility that you saw in the first film. So when when um, Hooper comes into town and he's the out-of-towner and people don't kind of give him the time of day, in this one, um, there's, you know, one of the characters is trying to introduce a cousin to um, Mike Brody as a sort of blind date. He doesn't want, he's not interested in this blind date until she turns up. And then it's kind of just people staring at this new girl out of town. So it's it's still, it's quite funny, you know, that some of the remarks and stuff that they managed to keep that sort of local town, sort of close knit, sort of outsiders aren't welcome thing. I thought that was a good touch. Um, there was some great scenes. One of the first kind of shark death scenes, uh, one of the, one of the uh, first shark death scenes, you're teased with an initial parachute scene where you think some kid's going to land in the water and, and get got by the shark, which is a close call. And then obviously there's a, a girl water skiing. That was the first um, scene that Spark actually shot when he got taken on the project to allow time for the rewriting of the script. Um, it was a very complicated scene to shoot, but it's probably my favorite death. It was, it's the most, I think it's the most uh, organic, natural looking one. If you like it, it seems, it seems, right the way it's done uh it was very very well done but then the following death literally seconds later which is the girl that was driving the speedboat is absolutely comical she kind of the shark decides to attack her boat and keep on ramming it like he's trying to topple the boat over which obviously a shark wouldn't do so she decides to threaten it with a gas canister which is hilarious pours petrol pours petrol all over herself and blows herself up That's so it's it's ever do you remember that guys the dumbest move it was it was hilarious. Um, I I literally I had to pause the movie and laugh for about five minutes at that. So so um, I have it out now watching as you speak. So. Yeah, um, yeah. It's 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 just funny because at that that moment earlier in the script and there's a bit of the line that I'm not I'm not a big fan of. You know, you got Brody looking at witnesses and and he's like, "Have you got any idea what could have caused this?" And she's kind of and this witness is going, "I've got no idea what could have caused this." And you can see the cogs already turning Brody's head. Like he's thinking there's something out there in the water, and I'm thinking it's a it's a to, to their knowledge it's a boat that's just blown up. You know, you're not going to think shark, and a shark wouldn't blow a boat up. It's uh, it's ridiculous. Um, then you get like a, a mangled killer whale on the beach, which is a bit of a throwback. That you know, people stumble across it on the beach. And it's a bit of a throwback to when you find Chrissy on the beach at the uh, after the introduction of the first movie. Um, so that was that was a little nice touch. 
Um, let's have a look. Um, do, 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 do. Let's discuss, guys. I, I want to get everyone involved. Too, I'm, I'm, so. I'm just, yeah, I'm just going to quickly, quickly wrap this up. Sorry, uh, I'll be as quick yeah, as I okay. can. Um, so yeah, I you, see, really you see the boy out at sea just after this, which is you know the boy that kind of dings the bell. It's a very haunting reminder of of the first movie. Um, obviously, the mayor is still just as dismissive as is uh, all the other townspeople of the idea of a great white or anything being out at sea again. Um, you do get the classic sort of horror thriller jump scare molds, which are done quite well at times. You know, when he's when he's pulling up part of the uh, the blown up boat onto the sea, and this burnt dead body comes jumping out of the water. It's 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 reminiscent of the very seventies eighties classic sort of horror moments. Um, the beach scene is a bit cringeworthy when Brody loses his cool and decides to go firing off a gun into the water. That's a bit cringeworthy, but I suppose it had to be done to build up the whole the whole classic I told you so moment. Um, let's have a look. I love it when Brody, obviously, then after his classic shoot off into the water, he gets fired. And when he returns home, one of the nicest touches in the movie, I think, is he returns home. He's a little bit drunk. And as you see him staggering into the house, I noticed outside the house as a decoration is a um, a pot planter out the front but it's actually one of the yellow barrels that was used in the first movie when uh, you know that they used to try and keep the shark afloat which i think that thing was a, a nice little sort of um easter egg for the uh, for the first film so um then obviously you get into the final act the, uh, the last 45 minutes you get a a, sh a shark eating a helicopter which obviously sort of paved the way for an even more ludicrous thing that dan's going to talk about in a bit a more ludicrous vehicle takedown i'm sure um, I was, I was sad when one of the one of the particular characters died, and it was Marge. She's one of the teenage girls, and she's the one. That she kind of takes this kind of, um, she takes looking after Sean Brody. He's still a very very young child to heart. She she was the one. A lot of horrors, you you kind of generally don't really care that much about the stock generic characters who die, you know, unless unless there's a lot of character development done. But she was the one that I did kind of care about, and it was sad to see her go. Um, I, I thought some of the acting was was terrible i know a lot of the teenagers were actually sacked from the movie so they could develop some of the characters that were uh, that remained behind but um some of the acting was was terrible some of it was good though the um the kind of camaraderie ship that they had and the the sort of looking out for each other and caring was quite good and then the end of the movie um the death of the shark as we remember it it's it's nowhere near as good as the the first movie it's probably nowhere near as plausible as the first movie either but it is the one that kind of reminds me most of jaws the ride at universal studios so that's what i will say just the, the whole burnt shark at the end but yeah it's um it was enjoyable i did yes i did, I did thoroughly enjoy it so so there we go that's my recap of jaws 2 you know i just unfortunately it's just it's just not jaws <laughs> steve what did you remember about it um this is actually i do remember this one it's the one that focuses more on his kids than anything else. But um, there were some, uh, there were some pretty, they tried to make some pretty gruesome deaths in this one um, from the first one after the success of the first one, I guess I should say. And I, I, this came out before I was born. Um, one of the coolest scenes I remember is where they, where he pulled the helicopter into the water when the, when the shark pulled the helicopter into the water, uh, when the coast guard was trying to, to help them. But uh, no, this one, this one was uh you know, I didn't mind this one at all. Uh, it wasn't as good as Jaws, but it was comparably close for me. It still made $208 million. So it, it, 
I don't know. I thought it was pretty decent. Like the end scene where they're up on that and he's sitting there knocking the electrical cord with the, the wire, but everything was okay in it except for, you know, for 1978, it wasn't bad graphics, I guess, but the, uh, the cinematography was pretty it's from the seventies too. Yeah. yeah. So this, this, the, the cinematography was pretty bad, but for 1978, it wasn't terrible. Yeah. Definitely didn't stand the test of time. I, I feel Jaws definitely stands the test of time. Jaws too, not so much. Yeah, Jaws definitely does. Yeah, I, I still like I said before. I don't think there's a film that stood so, up to me. So like the you know the scene they're showing the Holiday Inn and just uh, I, I didn't like the kids. You seem like you like the kids. I didn't like the kids at all. And I noticed with all three movies, not to spoil ahead for the other ones, but it um I don't know. Like I, I'm very big on. I don't know, maybe you are too, Adam, as a filmmaker, but I'm very big about what happens at what parts of movies. I always want to know what time in the movie it is. Like, is it yeah. the first 30 minutes, first hour? Is it the last 45 minutes, the last half hour? And I noticed all three of these movies, they just kind of drag their asses all the way to, like, not as much Joyce too, but then, like, literally, I look, I say, okay, it's getting good now, and it's like, there's only, like, 18 minutes left. And, the, you know, I think <clears> in the things, they didn't really show much credit. See- See, I, I thought differently about this one. I thought that Jaws 2, it, was, it surprised me that, because obviously you normally break a, a film into three acts. So you've got your, your sort of your intro sort of opening area, your, your middle sort of buff, and then you kind of your third act where whatever's going to happen, happens. Now, this third act, I noticed on the timestamp that it started at just before an hour and 10 minutes in, and it's an hour and 56 minutes long. So you've got the, the last act is essentially 45 minutes. It's almost half the length of the film. So I was um, I was surprised at that. You know, that's that's really where all the kids go out to sail, and you know the proverbial's gonna gonna kick off. It's interesting. Mouse talks just said it was a good synopsis, and it, Jaws two is actually his favorite of all the Jaws movies. What? So, so yes, representing the uh, the favorite for for Mouse talk there. Dave, what do you think of the movie? Cheers, Walt. <laughs> I I remember the ludicrousy that was a shark taking down a helicopter. Yes. <laughs> Um, I thought it was cool for its time. <laughs> it was cool, but it's like, hmm. All right, we're we're jumping the shark here already, right? Like, in that, <laughs> uh, overall, I I enjoyed this movie. I mean, it was completely implausible at the end how they kill the shark. It's like, why isn't Brody dead? Because he's in water too. Oh, but he's on that rubber dinghy. Oh, he's great. Rubber dinghy, yeah, that's his way. Yeah. He's <laughs> not grounded. I don't understand that. I, you know, I, I thought of all the things they could potentially do to kill the shark off, that was a rather poor choice. Um, I don't know. I, I, It's funny because as you were going through that, I'm like, was that in that movie? Was that in the first movie? You know, I, I was thinking the same thing too. You kind of get yeah. con- like, especially if you haven't seen it in a while, like, you kind of yeah. get confused. Like, what was in what movie? You know, but it, obviously three and four, you don't mistake that. Oh no, no, reclamation. Then you can see. I agree. In in, in, in three, um, but it kind of to me, I don't know. I I really enjoyed Jaws, and then. Jaws 2, I thought, wasn't bad, but I honestly don't know if I've seen it in whatever. I don't know. I don't think we also so. Years. Um, but I remember the uh, the killer whale scene being uh, being rather gruesome. My real question is, are there killer whales off of Martha's Vineyard? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think this is the slow 
in like the slow momentum into insanity when you start thinking about killer whales. Right. I was that that scene bugged me because there was no men, you know, obviously killer whales normally are in pods. You know, right. so there's just there's just this one random orca that's suddenly been attacked and mauled by a shark. You know, and then and and then what made me laugh actually was it, I did make a note of this, but I've skipped over it while while trying to be as brief as I could in my detailed analysis. But um, <laughs> you have this marine expert that kind of comes to look at the the carcass on the beach, and Brody's kind of like, "This is a shark. This is a shark," and she's like, "It could be another killer whale. It could be a shark." And then and then she starts talking about sonar, like you know, uh, sea sonar, like you know, between the underwater mammals like dolphins and 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 uh, killer whales have. And then there's mention about sort of, you know, he, he starts to ask about do sharks have this sort of underwater sonar as well and starts panicking about the idea that if one shark is destroyed, another one might come to the area. But that seems to completely negate the fact that it's four years on from the first film. Like, you know, there's, there's not going to be like, oh, my buddy's in help uh, in trouble. I better go and help four years later. You know, that's, it's, it's I, I don't know. It just makes no sense. The that whole conversation yeah it's it kind of that whole scene bugged me with the um with the, the killer whale That's what I, I, I don't know. know i felt kind of obvious that roy schneider did not want to be there <laughs> no <laughs> he, that's why he didn't return he yeah. well he he actually didn't want to return for jaws 2 and he only actually obliged um due to a contractual uh, contractual obligation with universal that's that's the only reason he made jaws 2 yeah and he, he, he didn't show up again so um yeah you got a 58 on Rotten Tomatoes, something like that, 58. And I think that's exactly what it deserves. So. Yeah, he also had a lot of fallouts with uh, the director on set, I believe. Dan, any chime in for two? For me, look, Jaws is a masterpiece. Three and four are hilariously bad. <laughs> I just find Jaws 2 very boring compared to those. Like, if I had a choice out of all four to watch, depending on my mood, if I want to sit down and watch a great movie, I'll watch Jaws. If I just want to laugh at the TV because of how terrible a movie can be, I'll watch three or four. I never am drawn to watch Jaws 2 because although it's kind of it's better than Jaws 3 and 4, cinematically, I feel like you either go like proper you know, full-in, great, outstanding filmmaking or complete garbage. So that's that's always where I've been. Jaws 2 has never been... Jaws 2 is my least favourite, in my opinion. I just... I've just never really just... I've only... I've watched it only a few times compared to the rest. So that's where I am with uh, Jaws too. I kind of have it on now, too. And, like, it just kind of... It just, like, it tries to copy Jaws. And it just doesn't do it right. No. It it does try to copy Jaws in uh, in many ways. Um, I think the, the one thing they did do better than Jaws was um, that it was well documented that the original shark that Spielberg used there was a problem with some sort of folds in its mouth in its jaw mechanism which didn't look right. They managed to correct that. They they remodeled all the sharks um, because they couldn't use the original ones, and they managed to actually correct that. That was probably the one thing they did do better. Mm. One tiny thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it, it's a drop in the ocean, literally. But yeah, it's uh, and they pulled down a helicopter. That was pretty cool. Uh, I mean, uh, obviously, that, that scene should be something like Fast and the Furious, not not in chores. 
<laughs> I, it, get, it gets more ludicrous though, as as we'll come to. So. As we, yes, as we will get to. So it's an hour fifty one minutes. It's probably about. You know, it's funny. The other two are really short. They're like a little ninety minutes. Deservedly read. so. It deservedly so. But this, I think, this movie just just wasn't great, and it just you know it is what it is. So we move on. Put it to rest, Joyce. Too, and like like uh, Dave said, I haven't seen it. You know, and I keep. You know, I, as you guys know, I watch Jaws every year, every summer. And I always say, oh, I'm going to watch the Jaws movies and everything. And I kind of have digital movies I watch and everything. I literally retired the three of them to oblivion on another hard drive. I had to go find them. It's burp number six. And they've just come in. D&G have just come in. Welcome, D&G Explorer. Ooh, D&G. I saw their names and I thought of the burp. So. But um, I retired them out of my retired movies. And you know what? You know, I, I'm trying to think. I, I, I knew they're horrible, but you know, they weren't, they were actually, I was actually glad we're doing this. I'm glad I watched them again, but will I watch them again in the near future? Probably not. So, <laughs> so let's move on to anyone else. Any last words on Jaws 2? Nope. Nope. All right. So we move on to Jaws 3. Jaws 3. <laughs> this is my movie that I took. Jaws 3. Sharks don't. Die. <laughs> <laughs> what was that? Well, Jaws 3D. Oh God! Correct. Jaws three. So the thing was, you know, I, I learned I was doing a little research and everything. It, you know, it was filmed at SeaWorld Orlando, and, and all along, I, in my memory, in my mind, I always thought that they don't really mention SeaWorld, but they do. They, they mention they do, yeah. a little bit. They show the sign, and yeah, there's a know. sign once or twice. They don't really talk about it. Like it's just like it's SeaWorld, but they don't really talk about it. Like if you see it, so. Um, it's kind of funny because it is like it's a shark. It's landlocked if you know SeaWorld, but they kind of play it off and they filmed it in um they filmed some in SeaWorld, they filmed some in Pensacola, and um it just uh the the the, the description here is cheesy 80 sequel has lots of violence and peril. So that kind of sums it up. <laughs> Together description released July 22nd, 1983. That is 36 years ago. So, um, it definitely, um, you know, Jaws 3, Jaws 3D. It was released as 3D. That was a big gimmick thing. Then I always hated 3D, I always hated horror movies and 3D and all that kind of stuff. I'm sure a lot of people like it. I'm sure, I know Adam does, and I know, um, I, I, I love, I love it, but like this really was like the the classic 80s horror it was terrible but it was the trend wasn't it i think wasn't it um friday the 13th yeah, part three was in 3d and like then, so um, many horror movies were in 3d was, it reminded me exactly of that that was the trend and they, and they kind of did like an experimental 3d thing where at the time don't forget like you could go see 3d in the theater but it really didn't translate well on tv and, and I, I think at that time let's date ourselves like they didn't even you couldn't even rent movies at that time well i guess i guess you could at that point like I don't know. Like, I think my first movie I ever rented was Tootsie, and I think that was around 82, 83. So I guess that's just starting, but you really couldn't see it in 3D. So they filmed it side by side in 3D and in regular, which is kind of bizarre. So um, Rotten Tomatoes, it got 10%. So <laughs> audience gave it 17%. <laughs> so that kind of sums it up. It's a 10%. The funny thing is, though, I actually like the stars of the movie. So, like, I, you know, it, it's it's kind of. Joe Beth Williams, I liked. I liked um, who's the guy? I just I can't think of it right now. His name. Sean Bean. Sean Bean. 
I think Sean P was in it. Dennis Quaid. I always liked Dennis Quaid. Dennis Quaid, Bess Armstrong, and the like as a kid, Leah Thompson from Back to the Future was in it. Yeah. A hot tomato in that movie. When you look yeah. at her, not a hot tomato, but at the time, she was a hot tomato. And then the guy who sticks out like a sore thumb, Louis Gossett Jr., he is very uh, Calvin Bouchard, his name is in the movie. So he just was, he was rough. It was a rough movie to watch, you know. Obviously, you know the 3D was criticized as being a gimmick to attract audiences to aging series for being ineffective. So I'm just reading some of the reviews here. Shirt-soaked ocean thriller with no evident reason exists. Jaws three bellows forth with a plaintive, um, yet uh, unheeded cry to put this franchise out of viewers' misery. Ooh, that's a bad review. Uh, Jaws 3D ultimately suffers from the same problem as many cute animal films aimed at kids. <laughs> it's too much time being boring humans and their boring relationship. And that's true. Like in the whole, most of the movie, they kind of like, oh, it's with, with uh, Dennis Quaid and Bess Armstrong, their relation, and the the Brody kids are in it again, and the the the, the young kid is afraid to go in the water. And of course, the Brody kids are different. <clears throat> and I think in the fourth movie yeah. they're different too. They're never the yep. same Brody yep. kids. So no, never the same Brody kids. Where is the mother? Where is you know? Of course, what's they don't even mention. Alan Brody's not in it. They're not uh, in it. Yeah, of course. Then it's, it's it's almost like a spinoff. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, oh, it is a spinoff. One of the most interesting things I saw was um, they they originally pitched it as a spoof. Um, it was going to be called Jaws 3 People Zero. That's what the name of the title was going to be. And they were going to get the people from National Lampoon. Believe it or not, John Hughes, early on, they wanted John Hughes, the other writer, to write the movie. How bizarre would that have been if it was a comedy? Like, um, It would have been better. Definitely would have been better. But the, the Universal nixed it. They did not like it. Um, and Universal forced the writers to have the Brody kids in there. No original cast members. Um, Roy Scheider, I'm looking at my notes. Roy Scheider refused to do it. He went on the sign on to Blue Thunder just to say, Oh, I'm busy. I'm doing this movie. So he wasn't. <laughs> um, this guy named Richard Matheson wrote the script. <clears throat> he wrote a, a TV film with Spielberg called Dune, like early Spielberg things. So he was yep. pretty cool. Universal, uh, it's six and not having the two Brody sons in there. They they even tried writing a part for Mickey Rooney, which would have been kind of bizarre, but he was unavailable. So imagine Mickey Rooney in there to like a like a slapstick kind of comedy thing. Too. Um, this movie won no awards. It was nominated for the Golden Raspberry Awards. It was so bad it didn't even it didn't even win that. So um it's Jaws one made made 470 million, Jaws two made 208 million, like Steve said earlier. This movie went on to only make 88 million, so it literally just pulled the franchise down, down, and down, and down. So, That's nothing. <clears throat> no, <laughs> budget was like 14 million, I remember reading. So, um, the best part, the funniest thing I, I remember too, Joe Alves directed the movie, he was an art director and a production designer. <clears throat> He'd never directed a movie before. This is one and only movie he's ever directed, so he was involved in the first movie as an um, art director, the second movie is a production designer. And they put him as a director, and I think that was that was touted as the biggest final stab in the yep. shark. That really, well, he he hasn't directed anything since, has he? He, he I think there's there's things like he's been over the over the years he's been like re-releasing it in 3D just because it's kind of like become a cult following, right. and that's like his only claim that he created such a terrible movie right. that he just wants to play it to as many people as possible, yeah. and of course. As any 3D movie, the the, the title in the beginning, 
the jaws coming at everyone, all the cheesy oh. attacks, yeah, dead things coming at you, <clears throat> like like you name it, they do the the stupid effects, and it just the movie just looks weird because you know it's filmed in three D originally, and the way it's just shot, um, the three D was a bad technology at the time too. It hurt people's eyes. It was it was just a nightmare. What do you guys think? What do you think of Jaws three? It, it was that. Oh, sorry. I was just going to say when you were just talking about the the opening scene and the three D, it was that very first. 3d effect that really bugged me because the post-production on that was awful it was because you see it get you know it's from the shark's perspective it's swimming around it sees this big fish and then it kind of you just hear this kind of crunch noise there's a cloud of red obviously simulate the blood and then all of a sudden this head just appears out of nowhere sorry i just quickly need to plug my uh um, my, my laptop in yeah this this head appears out of absolutely nowhere it's it's then sort of just floating around sort of with it's the like mouth still going yeah 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 the fish the fish head is just you know but <laughs> it wasn't there initially it just suddenly appears on screen <laughs> it doesn't come come through the cloud or anything like that it just uh it just appears on screen from nowhere it's it's utterly ridiculous um some and it is very reminiscent of those 80s horrors when you see the odd limb here and there or whatever it's um the post-production was terrible there we go. Yeah, I was just gonna just on top of that. I feel like this is one of only few movies that granted you can pretty much watch any movie that was you know filmed in 3D in 2D. This film you have to watch in 3D because if you watch it in 2D, it's not going to work. Like there's one shot where it's that it's in the sea or in the in in the water tank, I can't even remember where it was, and all you see is this floating arm limb yes like yeah, this, yeah. <laughs> with with two bones coming out and it's just like hovering there and it's not meant to it's not for anything there's no purpose to it it's just for that 3d effect and when you watch it in exactly 2d that, yeah. it sucks <laughs> like it's, it's terrible, why yeah. you why you show me this clip of just an arm dangling in water that's got blood coming out of it with two bones at yeah. the top. it just it just doesn't work and, and they do all these like 3d <laughs> effects and you know it just they went way too far with it i feel like if they if they really Surely for the purpose you know, of 3d yeah, if they actually yeah. made this movie nowadays, like you know, they because to be honest, Jaws in SeaWorld is quite an awesome, like you know, you know that'd be kind of cool. It's kind of an awesome premise, and with the three D capabilities you can have today, I think it would be way better than what they were. Just it's kind of weird to say, but they were too ahead of their time. Yeah, I mean, three D was a technology that they tried in the eighties, though, and it just didn't work. It's funny, Dawn actually, uh, Dawn from just uh, just out and about says, "I remember seeing Jaws three in the theater with the glasses." That's awesome. So that's awesome, Dawn. So, yeah, I, actually, I, I don't know if I saw it in the theater or not. I, I guess I did. Um, I didn't. Well, you guys were too young. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you weren't even existing, but um. I just uh, I don't know, <laughs> but it, the whole premise is like SeaWorld. How the hell could a shark get to SeaWorld that's in the middle of Florida? But whatever. Oh, it's not in the middle of Florida. It's on the coast, and there's a big gate there that the diver went down to try to lock. It didn't so the shark got in. I mean, it obviously is true. <laughs> oh no, no, the, the shark was already in. The shark bars its way oh, in. Okay. It was in the gate, and that's how the it diver bothered me as a kid. Even like that whole thing they created, that underwater world where they get trapped and everything, that didn't exist. And like it just, I think maybe like. 
I went to SeaWorld then, but then I, I went back and I'm like, well, where is that? Like, it's not like, you know me, I'm a theme park kid. And I, like, I was just disappointed. That's the fictional part of SeaWorld. Obviously, they used, they used the um, the skiing lagoon, didn't they, with the, uh, yep. you know, the, the spinning tower. All of that part was obviously generic SeaWorld. But then the, the plans that they have for this underwater sort of hub. And, Cavernous thing, uh, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, and the tubes and everything. They're obviously the... The fictional part of that and the gate into the sea so they never actually specify that it's sea world in orlando it's just sea world it's not even which is which is, which is a join to the sea so yeah. is, it, is it officially sea world in the movie i thought that they had yes, like yeah yeah yep. sea world in the movie yeah all right yep. like they don't really talk about it much but it is yeah oh they, they, they do they, they kind of do though with the because they have people kind of they have girls trying out to be like the the sort of sea world hosts and they have the sea world badge they mention shamu they're, you know, they it's there's a lot more SeaWorld references I noticed tonight watching it than I remembered. Yeah, me too, hundred percent. You know, yeah. you know what I find quite funny? What the the producers and the people directing this this film might have thought about? Like, think about all the money they would have, you know, paid to get you know the licensing and the sponsorship for SeaWorld, and they didn't use that money on making a better movie, just because they wanted <laughs> the licensing for SeaWorld. True. Yeah. Stupid. Steve. Just, just, you know you're right definitely no i just it's just it's just you know common sense i don't know well they they only spent 18 million on the whole movie anyways it would have been 24 million if they didn't use SeaWorld. (laughs) yeah that's true too (laughs) but uh no i i mean i thought this was a great concept actually the the story i thought like you guys said you could do the movie today it would make sense um maybe i mean the cinematography would have to be different the acting would have to be different but the story itself of a shark getting lo- locked into a sea world you know through an underground tunnel that gets damaged and you know and then of course they, they get the baby and the baby dies which is the big ones there's the mom so I, I mean that i'm not saying that could ever happen obviously but it, it, it's a nice little concept i think it would work in today's world in today's movie production as a kid i bought it I loved it as a kid. Yeah, I, I mean, the movie as a kid. As a kid I remember kid, loving that movie. But as a kid, I watched it. I, I literally think I rented it once a month. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, 1983. In 1983, oh, it wasn't that bad. Yeah. Well, and I mean, I was older, so it was. I mean, it was probably six years old when I started renting it. I was probably nine, ten years old, and I always enjoyed it. But you realize that it was promoted as a um as a 3d movie but you didn't have the 3d glasses and it was shot in 2d yeah but i have to say that the best shot in the entire movie we haven't even talked about yet i think you're about i think i know what you're about to say the the movie is called jaws 3d and at the very end of the movie when the shark explodes (laughs) you see a set of jaws floating in 3d yeah so they didn't it was perfect it's it's Um, the shot it's that shot of him heading towards the um heading towards the 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 screen as well like just before he, he decides to swim through the glass like it's made out of um yeah like, like, like plastic. plastic yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so so i i remember that scene vividly i remember them being in the controlled control tower that you would put underwater because that's what you always do um <laughs> whenever you're, you're spending a lot of money to put this uh, fun little sea hub underneath. Um, but I remember the sharks, they, they did a uh, like a pan away and they showed the shark from the outside and it was probably the worst claymation <laughs> ever. 
I've like like Rob, like Rob was just watching Jaws two while I was discussing it. I've actually got Jaws three on now while we're discussing it, and I've just seen a ridiculous scene where he's trying to. It looks like he's trying to. I don't know if he's trying to cattle prod the shark or sedate it or something underwater, and then he's trying to hit it with something. Now, obviously, you ever throw your arms underwater? You it's, it's really slow motion, and obviously a shark can move very fast, and he's trying to hit it with like a, a tank or something underwater. That's yes. going to be like. That's going to be like. I know tickling a lion. It's going to have the same. Oh, wait, 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 we're going to be talking about lions later on because sharks actually become lions in Jaws Four. Trust me. <laughs> oh but man! To, to everyone's point, I know it's already. I don't want to belabor it at all, but the premise behind the movie was great. Like, yeah. if if they were to take that and make Jaws Five a remake of Jaws Three in not 3D and uh, actually put a little bit of money into writing it as opposed to paying for the sea world rights um i think it could be a good it could be a good film it was it was done reasonably well i don't know it's yeah. like it's like a thesis at college like idea fantastic execution horrible all right <laughs> you know one of my favorite scenes from jaws 3 that i always love to show people is right at the beginning where the scientist lifts that cover over the dead guy and you get this insanely long shot of a close-up of this dead guy's face. And it's got like like a creature coming out of his eye or his face or something. Do you remember that? That was just like, why are we having like a 10-second like shot of this guy who's dead? And then he shuts the cover over him again. Look at him too. <laughs> he just so here, here is the the this is the jaws. That's all things happen in morgues. You know, <laughs> you just lift it up and let you look. It's like, here, check this whole thing out. Dave was talking about. I just didn't get it. I just like, why he showed me a close up of a dead guy for 10 seconds? But this is my favorite scene when, when, when Jaws is ramp, ramping, ram going into that control room. And it just, it, 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 I think the shot goes on for like 15 seconds, I think. Yeah. Oh god. I'm, I'm just building up to that now. You got the woman praying in the hole. <laughs> Everyone else is just normal except for one woman who's praying. That's the one. He just kind of he's not he's not even kind of moving his tail or anything. He just kind of floats towards it and decides to smash it like like it's made out of I don't yeah, plastic like we said. It's That was yeah. that was in 3D too, right? Like that was the whole Yeah. Yeah, cuz the whole glass breaks in towards the the camera. So yeah. that was that was a 3D shot. So yeah, yes, mentioning the morgue shot just funny. I'm trying to pull that up. Well, too. welcome back, Carl's vlog. Who says, hey, Welcome back. The Jaws, the Jaws 3 3D was so bad. It was, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, obviously, we do have to remember that 3D was an experiment in the 1980s that didn't really work, and then it was kind of ditched until James Cameron decided to do Avatar and, and the technology was kind of redone and done a lot, lot better, obviously. But yeah, 3D was, was something that just didn't work in the 1980s the way people had hoped it would. Um, I remember they used to try 3D stuff on on BBC TV over here in the UK, and and you kind of used to get the 3D glasses, and you'd watch it, and you'd kind of like, oh yeah, that oh that bit sticks out, no that bit doesn't, that bit you know, and it was kind of very very hit and miss, but generally more miss than hit. <laughs> so um, yeah, it's you can see what they tried to achieve. Obviously, unfortunately, sure. unfortunately, it flopped massively because of its. Um, Timing, I guess, yeah, because of the timing of it. Yeah. So, Steve, any more comments? Uh, no, it was it was just bad. Um, <laughs> and, I mean, they again, like I love the concept. I love the thought of 
you know, something, you know, it's not out in the middle of the ocean. It's entrapped in, in something that we could go visit, not the underground tunnels like they've created, but, um, but it, it would just be, it'd be pretty cool if they could actually do something like that, you know, in, in, uh, today's technology. I wonder if fast forward, like, <laughs> so I'm, I'm just watching that scene now where he just hit the glass. And it's just, it's, <laughs> it's, 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 they're just watching him every slow motion going, ah. <laughs> So bad. Oh my god! Yeah, I'm just fast forward. Like I don't know. Saint Joyce came out. I don't know. In the '90s, do you think the sequels they would allowed those sequels to be so bad? No. Well, like why they allow those sequels? I don't even understand. Well, you did get terrible sequels in the '90s, 2000s. I mean, look at the like, like the Matrix, Matrix yeah. Reloaded, Matrix Revolutions. They were terrible. I'm talking 10, 20 years before that, all those movies were horrible. There was there was no good sequels. Now, you know, you get great sequels now. And the shark, the shark in happy days looked realer than the one in George Wing. That's very clever. Yeah, and Andy Ray Jones says, wasn't Deep Blue Sea like that? Yeah, it kind of was. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We'll, we'll we'll discuss Deep Blue Sea on um on Friday. 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 Yeah, Friday. Yeah, as well as the Meg and uh, any last words on Jaws 3D? Carl's blog says that Jaws 3 was his favorite movie as a kid. I agree, me too. As, as a you know, as but I feel like as a kid, you don't really notice bad cinema, you just like it because it looks cool, and it did look kind of cool as a kid. If you go with the hierarchy of movies that I love to watch, it was Spaceballs, (laughs) Jaws 3. Nice. Return of the Jedi. Yep. The the uh, we had to fast forward through the first twenty minutes of Raiders of the Lost Ark because no one cared about what they were talking about. You just wanted to get to the snake pit. Right. Pretty sure that was it. (laughs) The the one thing I will say as well about Jaws three, and I noticed it in Jaws two as well, is obviously you've got your sort of mechanical uh, shark, which everything is really slow motion. Everything is really slow motion. Yet you watch a shark, really, you watch a shark on uh, on Discovery Channel and on YouTube, whatever, real-life footage of a shark. And they're very fast creatures. You know, they're, they're, and, and you notice that in the movie as well, when it cuts to the actual real-life footage that was shot by the guys in Australia for, for the movie. And so you'll see this kind of really slow motion. It's attacking somebody. It's like, oh, and then all of a sudden it'll cut to like real footage and it's going wah, wah, mental everywhere. And then it's sort of really slow again on the attack. It's yeah. It's, it's, they gotta go slow because they gotta match the music. Dun, 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 yeah. Dun, dun. It does it does make me laugh. Very good. All right. Let's move on, ladies and gentlemen, to the main event of the stream. Dave, what did we say this was? It was kind of like uh, Sam the Eagle. It's the Jaws sequels, but mainly yeah. Jaws 4. It's the guy do it, Dave. Uh, it is a uh, a salute to all the Jaws sequels, but mostly Jaws Four. All righty, all right. Well, I would like to introduce my good pal. Hold on, let me get comfortable. Baby, yeah, let's get comfortable. Hold on, let's. You're gonna have a lot. Of, well, get get some tissues because you're gonna be laughing and crying a lot. I'd like to introduce you to Disney Dan. We're not sure, Steve, right? Steve, we're not really sure if he does like the movie or he does not like the movie. I think we're going to find out right now, ladies and gentlemen. Please welcome. Get your popcorn. Get your popcorn. Year in the making. We've been talking about this for a year, ladies and gentlemen. Almost a year. 
Disney Dan, you have the floor. Jaws for go for it, my friends. So when I decided to rewatch this movie, I thought, you know what? I'm not going to talk about its statistics, how much money it made, who was in it, whatever. <laughs> that stuff is irrelevant because it's completely, you know, who cares about how much money it made? We know it's a flop. You know, it's it's one of those movies that you just watch it. It's like The Room, directed by um, uh, Tommy Wiseau. It's it's a film that it's so bad that it's hilarious. Um, and big props to a YouTuber out there called Chris Stutman, who did a review on this, who I took my inspiration from. And I literally just said, you know what? I'm just going to talk about the movie from start to finish. I'm going to very briefly discuss it. I'm not going to go into everything, but I'm going to give you my take on it. Give you as many funny points as possible. Because this whole notepad, is about six pages here, is Jaws 4. Okay? <laughs> And I've written all over it, like LOL, ha, whatever. It's going to be hysterical. So, Jaws 4 opens, opening underwater like all the Jaws films does. And you get the point of view of the shark. And then you see above water, right? So the camera goes above like water. So you see eye, you you have the eyes of the shark, but you're seeing above water. (laughs) Now, there's the camera... Is pretty much said right. This is not this. This is illogical. They pretty much just strapped a GoPro to the fin of the shark instead of actually <laughs> because, because sharks don't swim with its eyes above the water. But that's what the camera is showing like, us, right? Like an alligator. Like an alligator. <laughs> that's wrong. Okay, because they put they put the camera looking like it's on the fin, but it's not because you're meant to be looking through the eyes of the shark. Already, after 10 seconds of the movie, there's a logical error, right? Already terrible. It's right. I know. It's terrible. <laughs> so, like all other Jaws movies, you know, it's it's the summer season, the summer blockbuster. When does this movie take place? Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Who goes to the beach at Christmas? I just want to point that out. Who goes to the beach at Christmas? I don't know. I do now. Ooh, ooh. You do now, yeah. Ellen Brody. Ellen Brody. <laughs> so, so Ellen Brody has a son. Okay, the son goes out to the water, clears some wood, and then now chief. There was. Hmm? Isn't he chief of police now? Yes. It's, no, no, yeah, no. It's, it's, uh, it's, yeah, it's Sean yeah. Brody. It's Sean. Is it Sean? Sean, Sean Brody. But yeah. he gets. He's like just a deputy. Yeah. He, he's a deputy, but he goes out to sea, clears some water, and then there's quick cuts and shots, giving you the impression that the shark is killing Sean Brody. The camera is... How they created the illusion of the shark killing somebody was pretty much giving the camera to a quarterback and telling him to lob it into the water. Because <laughs> that's what it looked like. It just looked like a camera being thrown into the water and then shades of blood thrown into it as well. It was so bad that you couldn't see what was going on because it was like, cut, 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 cut. It was terrible. So Sean's dead already. So we get one death already. We don't actually see him, but you get the impression that he is. Well, like, so Ellen... The sorry, go ahead. Jumps like out of the water and attacks him, like, right? It's just... Well, well, the thing is, the shark... Yeah, he, he's on the boat. He's on the he's boat, on the boat but yeah. the shark... I've, I've noticed this, though. The shark spends more time out of the water than he does in the water in this movie. Oh, see, that's something I've noticed, which I'll mention later as well. Right, his arm off too at the beginning. This is this is bizarre. So Ellen Brody has another son called Michael, who's who's one of the key characters in the movies. And guess what? Like every other male, like actor, uh, male character in this whole franchise, he's a marine biologist. 
Of course he is. Oh yeah, but Michael Obviously. was My, Michael would be a marine biologist. That would make sense because he worked at SeaWorld in the previous film. Yes, you've got to remember, you've got to remember that, that Michael and Sean Brody are actually the characters that the only characters that have been in all the way throughout. Absolutely, but you know, it's it's kind of like with, they keep giving these characters who are associated with water, and we know that they are going to have problems with the shark, right? Yeah. He could have been like, oh, okay. I used to work at SeaWorld, then this whole shark thing happens, I don't want to go anywhere near the water, but no, he stays as a marine biologist. From the get-go, I don't know about you guys, but this movie is so depressing. Everybody's crying, everybody is just in tears, every single moment you see somebody just, just, just tearing up, okay? And this is what Israel. Ellen Brody says about the shark killing Sean. Okay, at the start of the movie, Ellen says it came for her son. Okay, <laughs> so she's saying that this shark came just specifically for Sean, not for anybody else. It had a target on Sean, and he got it. I mean, sharks I mean, do that. They do. Yeah, yeah, but you don't. But, but sharks aren't programmed to kill one. They're not like bounty hunters where they go out and no, kill no, one. No, no, they they, there's a shark out there looking for you right now. Yeah, I know. No. Good thing I <laughs> yeah, don't yeah. live anywhere near water. Yeah, it just makes no sense. So Roy Schneider obviously is not in this movie. He was killed. So in the movie, go there's ahead, a, go ahead, Rob. There's a painting of him in the office, which is yep. so, yeah. Who got so fired? There's a painting of him in the office. So there's a painting of him in the office, and. They needed to somehow kill him off, right? And they said, okay, I'm going to kill... He, he, he was killed by a heart attack, okay? Yeah. And then they said, <laughs> the reason that he died from a heart attack, Ellen said he was... It was he, he said it was the fear of the shark killing him, right? <laughs> Ellen said that the reason why he had a heart attack was because of the shark. Now, don't get me wrong... Surely the guy who's already killed two massive sharks would be the least likely person to be afraid of a shark. Yeah. Does that make any sense to you? <laughs> it I mean, bearing in mind he he did the whole sort of um smile, you son of a you know, sort of line and and the whole sort of whacking the cable. Come on, come on, yeah. yeah you know, he's he's he he shows no fear of the shark. Like in, in he shows no fear, but yeah, he yeah. died from a heart attack because of the fear <laughs> of the shark. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It just makes no sense. Like, did the writers of this movie see Jaws or Jaws? To Clearly not, because this whole script is garbage. So, okay, that's page one. So, I just don't, I don't get it. It's it's All so sense of this movie. I, I, it took me so long to understand this. So, Mike Brody. He's talking to Ellen on this beach, okay? Now, you can clearly tell that the... Oh, so now she's she travelled, hasn't she? Yeah, she's travelled to, to uh, the, the Bahamas. From, it's interesting New York. to say, from, yes, well, it's New from England. New York. It's New England. Yeah, from New England, from New yeah, England. From New England, yeah. So they end up on this beach, and obviously I'm not going to go into the whole plot details, I'm just outlining the most stupidest stuff. So you could tell that they didn't have that much time to film this scene because Mike Brody is talking to Ellen he's he's dialoguing whatever and then he just randomly runs off he just I'm runs running. he just runs off and and she goes where are you going and he, sh he shouts nowhere 
they're just on this beach talking and then he just randomly runs off. It's just, it's like, <laughs> I just don't understand why they were clearly short of time. But, but you don't finish like a scene by just having some guy run off to nowhere, do you? You're right. I'm just running. <laughs> he's, just, he's just like, I'm going to go for a jog now. Why, why not? How annoying is that little girl too, by the way? Oh, she's... Ugh, the, the acting in this in this is just amazing. Uh, much like Jaws too, then. So, yeah. So, so Ellen is screaming at Mike back at the house. And she was like, she's putting her foot down. She's like, I don't want anybody to go near the water. I don't want anybody to, to you know, have any affiliation with the, with this whole shark thing. Go, don't go near the water. Give up the job. Give up the marine biologist. She's really firm about this decision. Next scene, they're all on a boat. So bizarre. <laughs> and she starts crying. Again, how depressing is this movie? They go from a scene where she's like, don't go near the water. You're going to get yourself killed. Like, we need to get away from this. And then the next scene, the next scene, they go on a boat. Logic. Like, oh. I just don't understand. Oh, here we go. The, 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 our favorite character yet. That's amazing. Sorry, I was just watching you. mentioned Michael Caine. Yeah, this is this is right. Michael Caine. Michael Caine is in this movie. Can we back up and say Michael freaking Caine? Michael freaking Caine. Michael. And guess what? Going back to our Star Wars Sunday that we did uh, on Sunday. Guess what? He is. He's a pilot. Michael Caine is a pilot, and the reason why. He took this job is because th there were times where he wanted to. This was considered one of his paycheck roles, his paycheck pictures, where he would just do whatever he wants just to get some money. He he missed his own Academy Award acceptance to do this movie. How <laughs> bad does he feel now? <laughs> so so imagine this, right? So Michael Caine shows up, like the whole movie, like what is his name? Like is it Hogan? Hoagie, Hoagie, Hoagie. Okay. Yeah, so, 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 so he totally shows up with his with his nice plane, right? How does he? Have he plane? <laughs> I don't know. So, so all the family go in this in this plane. So Ellen's in there, Brody's in there, everybody's in there. And just bearing in mind, they've just lost Sean. They must be like through like so much like dramatic distress on them. They're they're scared. Um, they're scared of these all these you know being put into dangerous situation. So what does Michael Caine do? He starts swooping and diving the plane like a kamikaze pilot. He goes, I'm like, they've just gone through such traumatic things, losing Ellen's son, and now they're putting their lives at risk with Michael Caine. But I don't flying get a it. Plane from New England to the Bahamas. It's just bizarre. Oh, I guess it no. gets better. It gets better. No, he, I, I don't think he flies it from New England. Don't no, 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 no. They're, they're already jet. they're already in Bahamas. Oh. Yeah, they fly a commercial jet and then he just flies to the small island, doesn't it? So now, if there's good night, Disney World freak, thank you. Yeah, good night, Disney World freak. Thank you so much for stopping by. Bye. Thank you. Um, now, as a filmmaker, Adam, and as as lovers of film, all of us, there's one thing that is so cheap, that is so old, that's so overdone in a movie, and that's a dream sequence. <laughs> it is so cheap. Yes. It is so overdone, overdone in movies. 
and they happen to have a dream sequence where Ellen is like watching somebody die, whatever. It is it, it, pathetic. So we see, we now see the first look at the shark. Okay. Now remember in Jaws, the original Jaws, there was so much suspense, right? You know, what does this look like? You know, there's, there's that tense, tense moment. So you, 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 you pan to the water and then bang, you see the whole shark. No suspense. No, nothing. You just see the shark straight up, and you're like, "Is that it? Is that all the te the, the tension we're gonna get? All the suspense?" It just gives a close up of the shark. It's just ridiculous. Bearing in mind, right, this shark has followed the Brody family from New from England, New England <laughs> to the Bahamas. <laughs> just, just like, <laughs> now, what's, what's that in miles, by the way? Just does anyone know what? How does many? Anybody miles want to work this out? While, while yeah. like, um, the, the, <laughs> where, where, I got you. Where, where is the great marker when you need him? It, 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 the answer in seconds, like, <laughs> The shark was like, "I'm going to follow these guys from New England all the way down to the Bahamas, so I can kill." Four hundred and forty-seven miles. I, I just love that. I, <laughs> I love that this shark. Miles. I love that this shark's there in the water. Go. Oh wait, you're getting on a plane. It's all right. I'll, I'll see you there. I'll see you there. Mine, it's Christmas, and it's probably like one degree in New England. We go yeah. eighty degrees in the bottom. Yeah, he just, he just, he just, <laughs> just like, this is the worst plot idea I think I've ever seen in a movie. Hoagie. Like <laughs> you watch a shark. What a shark knows where to go and to swim. One was it one thousand two hundred miles? Yeah, a little over. A little over to down to the how did he know that that island was the Bahamas? He was linked to Ellen psychologically. <laughs> Here we go. So we will get to how we'll throw another piece of paper on the floor. This is how Ellen is an X Men. Okay, so. <laughs> so he is the worst pilot ever and there's no suspense after 30 minutes and the shark finally shows up after 30 minutes to attack uh, Michael's boat, right? So he starts attacking it and Ellen is staring. Like, you can clearly tell that the, the, the director was clearly showing a connection between Ellen and the shark, right? They have some sort of this psychic link, right? In a Jaws horror movie franchise, there's a psychic link right just like michael myers and jamie lee curtis is that what oh 100%, 100%, 100%, 100%, 100%, 100%, 100%, 100%, 100%, 100%, 100%, 100%, 100%, 100%, 100%, 100%, 100%, 100%, 100%, 100%, 100%, 100%, 100%, 100%, 100
Ellen and Michael Caine, Hoagie, whatever. Yeah, like 36 minutes in, she's Alfred. she's a new woman and she's already, she's a you know, new woman. she's dating um, Hoagie. She's dating Hoagie with psychic powers to the shark. Yeah, but she's and, not just lost Roy Snyder. She's, I mean, she's lost a son, but it's not like she's just got out of a marriage. That's That's been over a long time. So maybe she is kind of like a bit sort of, I don't know, ready to and move psychic on. abilities are involved. But yes, the, the, the ability to get over her, her son's death um, at Christmas is... Is remarkable. I love the ha- the fact that you're defending this movie. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I'm not. I'm, I'm, just, I'm just trying to kind of paint all the pictures. Paint a paint a slight picture. Paint a slight so picture. they so they rig a track tracker, a Tim tracker on this on this uh, shark because <laughs> you can track Saddle and all. You can track a a, uh, a shark, <laughs> and guess what? We get another dream sequence. The exact it- same one. Yeah, because he gets attacked again. Yeah, but like so he gets it, it measures his heartbeat. Don't forget that. Yeah, so. but, but two dream sequences in the same movie. Well, obviously. So it's a win. Jaws, Jaws, Bruce, Bruce, you know, number three, four, whatever his name is, uh, attacks Mike's boat again, and you know what I find really funny is that the camera doesn't show like the lower part of the shark because you know they needed to hold the shark toy and they didn't <laughs> want to see the fingers <laughs> no nah, i'm kidding they you know they, they only showed like yeah you you know those things that you could buy which you put your hand through and be like <laughs> it's exactly hold on, hold on, just like just like this right just like by the way yoda was holding up jaws there he is thanks for holding that by the way just like and 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 so mike Dude, gets out of the water for, by the way that was way better than jaws for <laughs> So, so I'm, I'm, so, watching that, I'm watching that scene now where the sharks attack attacking Michael's boat, and she's she's not even there. She's in a marketplace. Miles she's away. not there. But but so, so so Mike, going, oh my god, something's happening. <laughs> but, so so he he falls off the boat, and then he gets back on the boat, right? And then he puts scuba equipment on. I'm sorry. Yeah. He puts scuba equipment on, where there is a deadly shark, and goes back into the water. Because I think it's something something out of bond, if I'm honest. So, yeah. So Ellen gets more of her psychic spidey senses with the shark, um, and when it starts to get close to some kids on this like banana boat, whatever, and then it starts like really communicating with her. It's like Ellen is Aquaman, right? The, from it's an hour three into the movie that this from the banana boat to this it goes down real quick. So. <laughs> Was the, uh, isn't there a bit where it follows them through a, sh- a ship wreckage as well? Have we got to that bit yet, or is that is that? I think we've, we've done. I think we've passed that. That was way yeah. earlier. Yeah, yeah way I mean, earlier. I, yeah, I, I thought that was earlier. Totally. Well. But we're getting into like is, Yeah, go ahead. My favorite thing is they're researching like conch shells. That's their research. That's what they do. <laughs> That's their job. Yeah. That was that was also the entire point of the Jaws: The Revenge Nintendo game. Just saying. <laughs> oh, there's an Nintendo game. game. It was a thing. Oh yeah. Had to go get conch shells. Yes. Um, funny. I, I just wanted to summarize these because then obviously we'll give some time just to give our thoughts. So going into the like the last act of this movie. So Ellen steals a boat. Okay. Which I don't know why she's stealing a boat because she's got no gear, no weapons, no nothing. She's just All going right. out there. First off, whose boat was that? 
like she sees the thing, she's the shark attack someone. It was she runs she to the boat. Steals a boat. So I don't think there was any. It was she just steals. She she can all of a sudden, you know, you know, captain a boat. Yeah, but I don't you know. know. She 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 sees the shark attack. No remorse. Yep. What what's the last thing I would do is go on the water in a boat. She goes on a boat. It's just yeah. Bizarre. So she goes on on the boat. So all the characters at this point now start meeting. I think it's up. her son's boat. To be fair. And say and she, but she sails out to the middle of the ocean. No, 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 no. She doesn't sail out. Um, Mike sails out on a dinghy. So Mike, Mike literally gets one of those speedboats, yeah. right? I'm sorry. He's going out on this tiny ass boat like with this with this massive shark. <laughs> he's gonna get killed. And then Michael Caine crashes his plane into the ocean. So everybody's now conversed into the middle of this ocean with this massive, massive shark. So Michael Caine jumps into the water. Okay, he swim. So Michael, listen. Michael Caine jumps into the water. This old guy jumps into the water, swims to the boat. Now, now, don't get me wrong. If you look at the movie, there's quite a big distance there, and I'm I'm gonna say it. Younger people tend to be a little bit faster swimmers than el elder people. Okay, Michael Caine's not exactly the youngest person in this movie. He manages to get on the boat just fine. Okay. And um, without getting killed, and then Mike Mike says to Ellen, "Why did you take this boat? Why did you take the boat?" And Ellen was like, "I had to take this boat. I had to. It was calling for me." And it was just like, well, it doesn't make sense. That part. You missed the best part. So the shark attacks. No, wait, Mike wait. You missed the best part. How did they get to the boat? Michael Caine flies his plane to the boat. I told you he just crashed. I told you he crashed <laughs> the plane. Oh, okay, I thought you made a crash plane. Okay. He crashed the plane, jumped into oh, the water, and got gets onto the boat. He just met her. Yeah, well, yeah, but now how did he sacrifice his plane you, for her? You, you've missed a key area there, and it, it's reminiscent of the helicopter scene in Jaws too. Yeah, which were the shark attacks the plane. The shark, shark attacks the plane. the plane. The shark eats the plane, <laughs> basically, <laughs> and sinks it. So yeah, it's it's more ridiculous than the helicopter scene in Jaws too. So again, Fast and Furious. <laughs> it's, it's, it's nuts. <laughs> It is nuts. I completely forgot about that. To be honest, yeah. I'm still laughing at this point. That's where Michael Caine goes, bloody hell. You know, you know, no, you know. He says, he says, oh shh. Like they goes that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And that was the best and, and he survived the attack. Oh, no, no. And yeah. then because he, he fell that, off though. the boat, didn't he? He fell know. off the boat and he got yeah. back on. Yeah. But his shirt is dry. <laughs> That's a famous thing, yeah. <laughs> it was dry. Out of the ocean, right? They're filming in a water tank, right? Just get some water and throw it on him. And yeah. then it's, it's, instead of having a nice shirt that he just came out of the ocean with, and 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 losing. I think the reason why the sharks got after him. Uh -oh. Water tank. Throw it on them. Throw it on it. Mean, that's a famous I don't know. Bl movie blunder. So yeah. they have. Yeah. Um, have you still got me? You're a little chopped. I was going to say you. You look like you were jumping out a bit there. Yeah. I I love how before uh -oh. he before he crashes Hello? his plane. Yeah. We Dan, we got Hello? you. Yours. Yeah. Yeah. I got yeah. it. Sorry. Did go the ahead. Shark get you, Dan. <laughs> I, I was just I was just saying I love how like before before 
Michael Caine crashes the plane into the sea, he has to do a dive bomb to scare the shark away because the shark has somehow managed to catch the boat and is jumping out of the sea to try and eat her on the back of the boat, which is... I, I love the flying shark in this film, which is you've seen many, many times. It doesn't jump out the water, it flies. It it's inspired flying... Sharknado. Yeah. It's, it was the original it's... Sharknado. Yeah. Uh, you know, one thing Dan hasn't mentioned, I can't stand Mario Van Peebles in this movie. He's the worst character ever. He is, bottom line, the worst. Terrible. That's why I've always hated that movie, because of his character. Yeah. The shark is Dan Dan, by the way. No, unfortunately, no. he's frozen. Is he frozen? Oh no. He didn't finish his rant. He didn't preach it. But there's so, so many yeah. so many issues with this movie though. So, well, I, what I will say is every single shark attack, and now we've all seen a shark attack on uh not a shark attack on a person, but I mean how sharks attack. You see it on YouTube, you see it on Discovery Channel, whatever. And they, they will attack from under the water and it's very fast, and they will literally kind of jump out the water, grab whatever they get, and, and they're back in, and it's a bit of a thrash around and whatever. But this one. The shark levitates every single attack. It kind of levitates out the water in a horizontal kind of position, slow motion, grabs whatever it wants, then carefully levitates back in the water, kind of has a bit of a mm, num 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 thing, and then goes underwater. It's remarkable that it doesn't just happen once. It happens when it attacks Sean Brody at the beginning and takes one of his arms off before, before then levitating again to knock him into the water before then finishing him off. It happens when it attacks Ellen Brody on the back of the boat and it happens for for the uh when it when it gets uh, what's the what's the Rastafarian guy who's Michael's friend? It it happens when it gets him as well. Jake. Yeah. Yeah, Jake, yeah. It's it's ridiculous. Every single attack is a levitation. It's not a jump yeah. out of the water. It's uh, yeah. Well, not it's, to spoil it from Dan, but like literally the shark's demise at the end of the movie. Like I'm still kind of confused what happened. Yeah, well, we'll let Dan cover that. Yeah, it's just bizarre. Yeah. Steve, uh, Dave, chiming in. I I like the uh I like the idea of it's it's bad enough that I like the idea of the psychic connection between Ellen and the shark and that <laughs> she believes yeah. this she believes this shark is out to get her. I mean, if, if something swam 1200 miles and showed up at, you know, at the Bahamas with your other son and followed the plane, maybe she's not wrong. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, I don't know who would have thought, who thought this concept up. Land, but, land shark. <laughs> I did see somebody say mm. something about land shark. So, land, land shark. but I mean, yeah, th this, this was way out there. Now it does fit into the plot of the title called revenge, the revenge where, you know, this it's taking out the members of this family. I will say that I was shocked when I found when Sean Brody, the character Sean Brody died at the very beginning. Um, I mean, I guess that does set it up a little bit for an attack on the family, but you know, it was terrible. It was another terrible movie, but, uh, and, uh, you can't even defend the storyline on this one. So they, they missed, they missed like one thing that they could have done to make it reasonable. Like, I don't know why Dan is back as well. Dan is back. Cool. Good. Keep going. Is he back? Good. 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 Back? Okay. All right. No, my my whole thing is is that if if they said that Ellen Brody was just absolutely nuts at the end of this, like it was it was her dissension into madness because you know the sharks have affected her family and she believes that this shark is following them and everything was fake at the end. 
it could have been a decent movie. That might have yeah. made me more upset. <laughs> it's, it's, just char- it's just like some sort of paranoia. <laughs> yeah, like it was it was short she's paranoia. Just, she's just actually in an asylum, just rocking in a room. So. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's true. Bring it home, Dan. Go ahead. God Danny, damn shock. <laughs> it bit the wires, Pete, didn't it? Pete McDevitt put on a three to one odds that you got eaten by the sharks. It, so, from the shark. Hey, you just made your money, Pete. It's funny, Pete. Bit his internet cable and then ate his webcam. <laughs> Stupid thing. Sorry about that. That was um out of all days when I wanted to do this 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 movie, I get technical issues. Okay. Wait. Sorry. Did I? What did I miss? What? Where? Where are we up to? Oh, we're just well, kind of discussing in general. We, okay. We, we we just kind of picked up where you left off, and but we didn't give any more of the movie away, so it's it's still your floor to to give away the the rest of the movie. Okay. So you didn't talk about the flashlight weapon, did you? No. Nope. No. We didn't. We didn't talk about that. No. So they made a flashlight weapon. They 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 created something that hadn't existed and probably will never exist is for this it was essentially a flashlight that electrocutes the shark it 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 was weird i don't know why they just didn't use things it makes them go crazy makes them go crazy um so in long story short they created this weapon um and they put it in the shark's mouth and it just launched it out of the water like it did when it took down the plane and 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 when it attacks the boats and whatever it just it makes it go like all like i can't even describe it like like well i when you when you went epilepsy off, or something i don't know yeah when, when you went off camera i did mention about the shark's ability to levitate like it yes. does it but in all of its attacks it levitates horizontally it kind of nestles nicely back in the water it doesn't jump up and grab something to thrash like a shark normally would so yeah then, then, then Ellen, with her X Men abilities, right? She has flashbacks from previous movies. That cracked me up too, right? But she wasn't there. <laughs> so bizarre. <laughs> she had flashbacks. I was just watching. She had the flashback of her son dying, and she wasn't yeah, there either. She wasn't there. It, 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 the only person who was she there creepy. was us, the moviegoers. That's it. Yeah. It was. It didn't make any sense. Well, that's like, how Roy Scheider's in the movie too. They show him in flashbacks, which is annoying. So, so yeah. that make that make no sense because you know Ellen is like a superhero, so she can do whatever the whatever she wants. So the shark is balancing on its back fin, like on top of the water, because like Adam says, it levitates and it gets zapped, and then it roars like a freaking lion. <laughs> <laughs> now, now, don't get me wrong. I'm no marine biologist, but sharks don't have lungs. They don't have vocal cords. How sure? did this shark roar like a lion? <laughs> so bad, right? It doesn't. So and then, bad. and then Ellen, with her amazing boating skills, because she is, you know, she's, you know, piloting this little boat. She rams the boat into the shark, and it explodes. <laughs> Like, it literally pops like a balloon. See, I, I was just discussing that with your guy. I'm, like, confused. So you see the shark coming, and it's roaring yep. like the lion. He's doing the flash thing. But, like, I'm, then, like, literally watching it now. She has the yeah. flashback. Roy Scheider shooting it. Here comes the shark. Like, they don't see... You don't see the boat launch. All of a sudden, this thing's no. sticking in the... And I guess it's... Because Marion Van Peebles throws the flashlight in. I don't think we covered that. 
He's oh. dead. Come on. He is long gone. He is eaten. He's bloody. People have died in less circumstances in these movies. He's yep. long gone, period. Yep. And then uh, I guess because the thing was dislodged, it was sharp. And then the, I, I guess because the shark went crazy because the flash. It, it, it just, I, in, in my opinion, the shark ran into the boat. She didn't really do but, it. But it's not even but that's not clear, the issue. Though. But that's not the issue. The issue is a shark exploding. Sharks, sharks don't explode. <laughs> Right. Not when they're stabbed in the heart with a stake, unless it's a vampire shark. Because that's effectively what happens here. It's stabbed in the heart, heart with a stake and it, on a boat. That's effectively what, what the ending is. It's ridiculous. But, but what makes... Sorry, sorry, go ahead, Steve. It, the, the point was exactly intact with the explosive that they put inside him. So that's what blew him up. And she hit it like right on the mic. But we, we weren't told that that electricity tracker thing that they put in the shark had an explosive, right? Yes. And, and, it, and it could be a detonated by a wooden spike in it. <laughs> yeah, out of everywhere on this massive shark, right? But, 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 so the shark explodes, but then they take the exact same shot of it sinking in the original Jaws. So, so, so magically, shot. magically, the shark exploded and then it reformed <laughs> and sunk. <laughs> And then oh, look at that. Terrible. There's Mario Van Peebles. He's alive by miracle. Who knows and, that this guy is alive? He just got eaten by a shark. He's alive, and, too. And to end is, is that Jake you're on about? Yeah. yeah. Like, how yeah. is that guy alive? I just said he looked like he was dead. Now he's like he's 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 doggy paddling in the water. Like, I'm like, are you kidding me? Now don't get me wrong, Ellen's boat sank, right? Yeah. At the end, right? The the plane crashed into the ocean. How did everyone get back on land at the end of the movie? Oh, just obviously, Hoagie <laughs> flew Ellen back. <laughs> the, the, the boat sank. <laughs> no, but Ho I know it did, but Hoagie flew Ellen back to Amity. Or maybe that was at the very end after the, they the got very end. Yeah, that's the very end. Happens yeah, another yeah. very end. But yeah. no, but as soon as this whole thing finished, they just end up back on the island in the Bahamas. Somehow, obviously, Ellen used her X Men well, abilities is, to transport everybody back yeah, the on the best island. Is they couldn't find her; <laughs> she was so far out. They had to find her by plane. You're right; they're just kind of drifting there. How to, and, and the guys have dead Mario. People's oh dead. my How god! They get that guy back. This movie was written by kindergarten children. <laughs> it really was. They were like they went into a pro they went into a school. And they were like, right, what do we want from a shark movie? They like, I want I want a shark that roars like a lion. I want a shark that follows people from New England to the Bahamas. I want I want Ellen to be a superhero. That's literally what they did. The writers went to find kids at a kindergarten and asked them what they would want to see in a shark movie. That's the writing of this movie. It is god awful. It's terrible. It's laughable. And that's why I love it. <laughs> Steve, Steve, Steve. I still don't know if he loves it or not. What's that? I still don't know if he loves it or not. I'm confused. Oh, I think he does. I love this movie because of how <laughs> terrible this is. It granted, I haven't seen it in a while. I watched um um Chris Stuckman's review, who shows it all pretty much. I just think it it's a masterpiece of ridiculousness. It rivals Shortnado. 
Shark- it rivals Sharknado. It rivals The Room. It rivals Batman and Robin. It rivals The Wicker Man with Nicolas Cage. It well, rivals Superman for the Quest for Peace. It rivals all these terrible, terrible movies that are so bad they're hilarious. Can I ask a question? Did they make it with that intention? No. Oh. no. I, I, don't I don't believe they made it with that intention. I believe they tried to make it, uh, another good movie in the franchise and, and failed to do that. I, I saw this movie. up his notes. <laughs> <laughs> I just, yeah. That was awesome. PJ, I, I need another beer. Sorry. Kay has answered the question and said they swam home, which is probably the only plausible answer, a bit like the end of Jaws, you know, when um, when when Hooper and Brody have to swim back. Yeah, but they, mm-hmm. they could have levitated yeah. with a flashlight device and kind of... I mean, I mean, obviously, I mean, yeah, maybe they've got the shark's ability to levitate and, and fly home now, because that, that's, that's the thing I hate most about Jaws 4, is it, it's just every single time you see the shark... From the opening scene, and the, I'm, I've, I'm repeating myself now, but I'm saying it for Dan's benefit because he was out of the stream at the time. But um, from the opening scene, when it attacks Sean and bites his arm off before then going back for seconds and knocking him off the boat, it's clear it's clear that the shark is able to levitate to do all this. Then, obviously, when it gets Jake, it levitates. When it comes out and gets Hoagie on, on his plane, it levitates. And uh, and then the end, obviously, it stands up Hoagie. on its rear legs that it suddenly has on the sea. So it's some sort of Jesus dog shark that, is, that can kind of, you know, roar like a lion as well. And then, yeah, obviously gets stabbed in the heart. But it's ridiculous, the, the levitation of the shark. They just... The angles it's at all the time. And, oh, and, and they're stalking uh, Michael in the ship as well, which a shark would never do. I think the only thing I like about this movie is its head nod to the classic scene in Jaws where you've got the kid copying the dad. It's 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 taking yeah. it's doing a head nod. It's doing a head nod to Sean copying Chief Brody. Instead, it's obviously Michael's daughter copying Michael. The one difference being is this one you can tell is deliberately written in, whereas the one in the original Jaws was actually it was completely improvised. It, it, it was, was powerful. It was, it the, was... Kid, the kid was actually copying Roy Schneider, and and Spielberg quickly said, "Quick, roll the camera now," and to it to it DP because it was because a powerful moment. Really yeah, and this just they were like, "Right, we're going to put this in because you know it would be you know fun to see it in a Jaws movie, yeah, and recreated, and probably people would miss this because." people have never got to Jaws 4 because they watched Jaws 3 and they gave up with Jaws. So, yeah. And and actually, you know what? The only thing like I actually love about this movie, instead of it being hilarious, I do really like Michael Caine in this movie because Michael Caine can do no wrong. Michael Caine's a legend, so yes. yeah. Only redeeming factor about this movie. Rachel's saying they better not make another Jaws. Rachel, we want another Jaws. We'll bring it. We'll we'll take it. Who would who would be against another they Jaws? They did. Here? It's called the Meg. Kay yeah. Atwood says for most shark attacks, they take one bite. I believe we taste really bad, and the shark spends the rest of the day after an attack trying to get the taste of human out of its mouth. <laughs> That's cool. I, I, I have heard that now. I'd I'd love to know who has determined that we taste bad to sharks. Yeah, you know, I mean, I have heard that before. 
on several different occasions that apparently we don't taste the best to sharks. I'd love to know which shark told them this. It's actually, I prefer chicken. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> no, I think, you know, I think we taste great because the shark in Jaws the Revenge was like, hey, to the three buddies, you know, you killed my friends, so I'm going to kill you. So, yeah. Dan touched on the relate. What is the relationship between the sharks and all the movies? Though? Like, they're buddies? Like uh, I don't think there's a I don't random think so, but it just felt like because of the revenge, because the premise of this movie and saying this time it's personal, they're pretty much saying, "Hey, uh, you killed my buddies. I'm gonna come kill you," even though they weren't buddies originally. I noticed too. I'm not a prude, and I do curse, obviously, but I noticed there was like all this weird, just like random cursing in all the movies. Did you notice that, Adam? That you don't really kind of here in like modern movies i don't know um like the kids trying to be cool like just it just was just weird random cursing i don't like in all michael three of Kane, them michael kane saying holy mm, yeah, in the yeah, movie that, was that's great. Exce- that that's fine but like the kids just for no reason they just curse and whatever and it's just i don't know yeah but they they, cool. they kind of curse there at the wrong times as well because because, right, the curse at the wrong I mean, time, just a curse. I'll, I'll the curse. I'll be honest, thing. if I was out in a boat at sea and a shark attacked me, yeah, of I think, course, I think every expletive under the sun would come out of my mouth there and then. But instead, all I've seen in the films is the, the one thing that got me with Jaws too was the ridiculous levels of screaming from one particular character, which was Jackie, the cousin, uh, Michael's love interest, who didn't stop screaming and there was nothing else. And then you got one girl that's sitting there praying and the rest of them are kind of genuinely kind of panicking and trying to get each other together and saying look we need to get out of this but that was the one thing i noticed like none of them kind of used any profanity at any at that point when they're getting attacked which is the time you're gonna everything's gonna fall out your mouth essentially um yeah and and th- that would probably be the same in in all the other movies what i loved on, on jaws 4 is uh or i didn't love it really was um <laughs> it, it's it's the moment Jake gets got when the when the shark decides to grow wings, fly out the water, yeah. sort of take Jake at a horizontal level, go nom 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 nom, gently lower him down into the water. Still think about it for a minute, you know, on top of the water before eventually sinking. Yeah, you know, which which sharks don't do. They're kind of boom, boom, boom gone. Um, and it's it's the as as they do it all in slow motion, and you've got Ellen Brody and Michael Brody going no no, but you don't hear the no. It's kind of done with the score. It's it's done with the orchestra in the background, and it's just it's really really terrible kind of music <laughs> over the top to, to try and over dramatize it, and it's terrible. <laughs> all, all, all all four different scores, they all have the Jaws theme though. Oh yeah, they all yeah, but that's the same with um you see that with a lot of franchises that um they like like the Jurassic Parks, you know, they they will all use similar parts of music even though, you know, it's yeah, it's um they they, they do that even though obviously you you kind of always pine for the original because the original is the classic. Any closing words on Jaws for the revenge? I love it. No. <laughs> no I, I do. I do. <clears throat> yeah. I love it so I can watch Dan rant. <laughs> that was a 45-minute Dan rant. Thanks. Sorry. All right, guys. I think we're going to wrap it up here. It was, this has been a solid two hours. Definitely check out Adam's Land. His link is below. Partner channel extraordinaire. Power channel. Brandy and Dave. Check those guys Yo. out. Amazing videos. Thanks, Rob. Words. Disney Dan the man. Check out his channel. He's getting his hours in. 
Steve. Thank you so much. Definitely check out Steve's world. The other plugs, definitely check out this and that on Shep's channel tomorrow. These two guys are on their awesome show and um, Disney fiasco. We have a topic this week, Dan. This Dave, are you good for this Saturday as we discussed? <laughs> I believe so. So we will be doing our favorite lounges. Ooh. Yeah, buddy. Nice. We've been waiting for, to do this for about three weeks. So <laughs> it's true. So we will be doing our favorite it's Disney World lounges. This is going weekend. to get me pumped for my trip here in a few weeks. Oh, nice. yeah. Nice. Yeah, buddy. Adam just put out those two videos this weekend, too. Go check those out. Of course, yeah. a lot of stuff going on in his channel, too. Just all great channels. Definitely check out all these great guys. All the links are below. Definitely check out my sponsors, DG Explorers. Those guys are awesome. All my partner channels, all my power channels. Shark Weeks all week. The schedule is below. So tomorrow we're going to be on Disney Dan's channel, 4 p.m. Eastern time. Thursday, mega hangout here, 6 p.m. Talking about Jaws, we're going to bring out all the top guns here. I, I believe most of you guys are going to be here. I know it's tough for Dan and Adam because it's late, but I believe uh, Adam's Adam might stop by later. So when, when, when's this? Sorry. This is the Thursday, six o'clock one. So Thursday, yeah. See, I'm in, I'm, in London, I'm in London all day with work on Thursday. I think I've, I've got to set off on a train at like 7 a.m. to get there, and I won't be back until about 11 p.m., which is roughly what time you're thinking to go live. It's 6 p.m. Eastern. Okay. So, so I, I, I might be late in, but I'll be here clutching beer because okay. because pub. So <laughs> I will be there. All right, yeah. great. Yeah, very cool. So that's Thursday, 6 p.m. And then, of course, Pub Talks back again, 4 o'clock Friday talking about shark inspired movies it's so awesome and i think walt is going live right steve what is his topic tonight uh, he's talking about top 10 arnold schwarzenegger movies oh yeah it's uh, nice get to the chopper i just put the link for his live stream i didn't want to step on his thing he starts in two minutes everybody got to stick around <laughs> I don't know, guys. That went really well. I really loved it. It was really fun. Thank you so much, Disney Dan, for the 45-minute rant on your favorite movie. I'm Thank sorry. You Steve and Dave for hanging in there, hanging in. And, and, and uh, you know, we just uh you chimed in. Thank you guys so much. It's so much fun. And of course, yeah, thank, you. thank you so much as as usual for the pub. Another good time at the pub. Thank you guys so much. Um, anything else, guys, before we're out of here? Um mm. See you back in the pub on Thursday. Yeah. Stop, stop <laughs> whining. Thursday, Friday, Friday. Adam's never missed a pub talk, and I know he might not be able to make it, so it's not a pub talk. Pub talks on Friday, so but it's it's just a rub saying out about you making an exception. Exactly. So, <laughs> all right, guys, at the one hour fifty nine minutes and fifty nine second mark, just like Adam would do, we're gonna say we're out of here. Um, that's a joke, by the way. So. Thank you guys so much. So much fun. Thank you guys. I think it was fun. Night two of Shark Week. Rob Fuzz Shark Week 2, the revenge. I can't even say it. Is in the books. Thank you so much. We'll see you tomorrow on Disney Dance Channel. Link, I'll show that camera. Link is below. We'll be over there. I might be premiering a little surprise video tomorrow during the day. Check that out on my channel. Um, you'll see what it is. And uh, I will see you guys tomorrow over at Dan's channel. Yeah. Thanks. You want to put your link in there real quick, Dan, for your channel. Oh, oh, oh okay. I'll try and get it. Disney Dan. It's in the description. In the description. Out. So Disney Dan, D-I-Z-N-E-Y, Dan, D-A-N.
check out Disney Dan. Subscribe. Yes, I spelt it wrong. Yeah. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Good night. Go go over to Walt's channel. Thank you so much, guys. Good night, guys. Tell 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 Walt the pups that you. Good night, everybody. Take care, guys. Peace. There's Peace. my spreadsheet link as well. Take care. Just pause the best. Add it with the thing. <laughs> Bye, guys.